WrestleMania 2022 night one. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary and Justin Labar to break everything down that we saw today, tonight. Stone Cold Steve Austin made his return to the ring. Cody Rhodes is in WWE. Uh, some other things happened, and we're going to dive into all of it. Raj Geary, you've covered a lot of WrestleManias. You've watched a lot of WrestleManias. How did tonight stack up for you in the grand scheme of things? I thought it was a really fun show. You know, I feel like these night one and night twos, you can't compare it to a full WrestleMania. Um, you know, like I can't compare it to like a 17, but I can compare it to half a 17, but I can compare it to other night ones or night twos. And I felt like this was, you know, one of the one of the strongest ones, if not the, the best one so far. I thought it, 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 they kind of changed. Me, me and Justin were talking about this before we went on the air. They kind of changed how yeah. they format the show. Whereas usually they like to start with something big, you know, last year they started with drew versus Lashley, the WWE championship match. And this year they kind of start up slow. They did all, all the kind of matches that could easily be on raw or SmackDown weren't really WrestleMania matches hmm. and then kind of built up and up and up. And I thought it worked better. I thought it worked great actually. And Justin, after tonight and the stupendous display we saw, do you remember anything about NXT Stand and Deliver this morning? <laughs> that happened this morning? Jesus. Morning. Well, uh, happy Sunday morning to the eastern side of the globe. Uh, happy uh, Saturday night still to those on, on the western side. Yeah, th this is ridiculous. Between the late night of Hall of Fame <laughs> last night and then uh, NXT is a blur. But yeah, like Raj said, I thought this really set the bar for tomorrow, for, for night two, for Sunday for WrestleMania. Um, and like Raj said that we were talking, and I'll be the first to admit that I, I was wrong. The way I was predicting, the way I was tweeting, I thought there was kind of three things to really kind of build this show around. I thought it was going to be uh, the OPA challenge for Seth Rollins. I thought it was going to be probably Charlotte and, and, and Ronda. And I thought, of course, it would be Austin. I thought put Seth up front, put the women in the middle, and with Austin. I was surprised, but I think it did, it did them well to slow burn and really put everything on the back end. It was crazy. I mean, right? It seems like once we hit that Becky-Bianca match, it was an entirely different pay-per-view. It went into an entirely new gear. And um, it was very interesting pacing. Uh, everyone in the chat, very excited. Great turnout tonight. You could tell it's WrestleMania season after one of the strangest and most uneventful go-home shows we saw last night with SmackDown. Tonight, firing on all cylinders for that second half. Brian Barry, 499 Super Chat, saying, how will they top this tomorrow night? Now, Raj, Variety had an exclusive interview with Cody Rhodes, which is out there. And one thing he said about coming back is he wants to go for that main WWE title. Do you think this unification match with Brock and Roman is a chance to put prestige on that one singular title and get Cody into a feud, perhaps with Roman Reigns? Well, they've been advertising, and granted, you know, with WWE House Show advertising, you had to take it with a grain of salt, but they've been, you know, advertising separate world title matches, um, you know, mm. in the coming months. So I think they're going to do something to split them up, you know, in the next month or so, maybe even sooner. Um, so, you know, with Cody, you know, I'm one of those strike while the iron's hot. Don't cool them off. Yeah. Don't. But that doesn't mean he should beat Roman Reigns right away either. Roman's got mm. this fantastic streak and I feel like he should lose that at the right time. And we don't know yet how, Co how over Cody is going to be, you know, well, a WrestleMania crowd, he got a huge pop, but yeah, th these are paying fans that, you know, they follow online. They know other companies. 
things like that. And, you, you know, when the Hardys came in, everyone was doing the delete, 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 but no one was watching TNA back then. So it's, mm. they know from online, but uh, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that they truly are huge fans. You, you know what I mean? So we'll just, we, we'll just have to see uh, if Cody stays over, if he continues getting the kind of reactions he got tonight, that maybe he is the guy to beat Roman because there's no one else really on the horizon. Rock is not a sure thing. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Yeah, Rush, and that, that's a valid point because, you know, even Raw this Monday, they're still going to be in Dallas with, the with you know, a fraction of the Mania crowd still there attending. So it's kind of a skewed measurement. We have to wait till we see the following Monday. They're in Detroit, Little Caesars Arena. Let's see what that audience does. Uh, an arena, ironically, that, that Brandy and Cody were working hard to get AEW in. They finally did, and that's going to happen here in a few more weeks when Brandy and Cody are no longer there. But you're right. You, you got to wait and see, but I don't think we're going to have one strap. I think it's still going to be two straps, so there would be something for Cody to go for. But as Raj said, Roman's on a hell of a run, assuming he wins tomorrow night. I mean, is that built into Cody's arrival that he gets to take down the big dog for one title? Boom. There you go. So you heard it here first. Raj Giri and Justin Labar both saying Cody Rhodes coming back to the WWE is makeup sex, but is he long-term relationship material? Stay tuned to find out. It was reported, I think it was Sports Illustrated tonight that reported it. It's a multi-year deal, so it's it's a long-term, uh, he, he's in for the long haul, but whether he you know, stays on top there. Oh, and there we go. Yes, uh, so long-term deal being reported. Uh, Justin, what's the word on the streets? So you hearing anything about this deal? Any, uh, any chatter about the terms? Uh, nothing to, re to report. All I can say is the same chatter that makes a lot of that makes us all wonder, and and we're all asking each other questions. Which is, you know, you leave a situation of being an EVP where you're more than just a talent, so you have to figure, you know, you, you're you know, he's asking, he's looking for a certain amount of of collateral. He's looking for a certain amount of pool from financial standpoint, from a booking standpoint, and maybe you know, maybe beyond. So uh, you know, I don't know anything, but I but I think we're all watching the obvious, which is he's not coming in just to work X amount of dates. Um, you know, and 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 in six nine months, be working the U.S. title program. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's a multi-year deal, and he was all he'll also serve as an executive producer on the Dusty Rhodes documentary on A and E. So already he's kind of piped into you know some projects, and and uh, yeah, so he, he'll be there for for a while. Yeah, it's very exciting. I think. Um... The question is now, have the fans fantasy booked this scenario so much in their head as far as what he's going to say and what his run is going to look like that the reality can't do anything but possibly let them down? Because we were all looking forward to this. He, he's a smart guy and he, you know, he, he kind of reminds me of Edge in that um, Edge has not really been in anything that sucked. His, his match with Randy Orton in the with the no crowd WrestleMania, that mm. wasn't good, but I don't know how you do it. Was it was the greatest wrestling match of all time. Gosh. No, no, that one was way oh, better. It was, it was the, the was WrestleMania the one. The build up to the greatest wrestling match of all right. time. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the WrestleMania one was not the that was just billed as a, a grudge match, but uh <laughs> but outside of that, everything Edge has done has been great. And Cody, you know, if he's gotten a certain amount of creative freedom, I could I could see him being kind of the same because he he's got a really good mind for the business. Yeah, it's exciting and um it's the big headline tonight. I think Stone Cold Steve Austin it was great to see him again. That was much more of a match than many of us were expecting. It wasn't even billed as a match. What closed the show? Uh, we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. But I'm just going to say maybe this is a little prisoner of the moment. But that was 
I think one of the smoothest late stage career matches I have seen. That was not Undertaker versus Roman Reigns in New Orleans. Uh, Stone Cold tonight seemed very, uh, they played to his strengths and he took more bumps. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting him to bump at all, let alone bump on concrete tonight. Yeah, I figured he'd take the stunner and a couple smaller things. I, I figured it was going to be a short, basic match where Kevin Owens, get, you know, you get the the heat on Owens early on, and then you know Owens takes over, uh, dominates for a while. Take Stone Cold takes some easy bumps, and then it's just Austin beating the hell out of him, bunch of stunners, and and the wins. They did a lot more than I expected, and uh, it was a really fun match. You know, as far as crowd response went, that was the hottest thing on the show. Cody's, you know, initial reaction was huge. And then it kind of died out during the match and, and it picked back up at the end. And by the end of that match, I thought it was a great match. But the Austin thing was hot from, you know, beginning mm. to end. And you know what? WWE, they made a, a huge, uh, uh, what's the right word? Just a, a great decision in ending with that and not ending with Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Cause that was kind of the, the stinker of the big matches for tonight. Yeah. It, it, it ended up being the, the greatest broken skull American lager infomercial ever, uh, <laughs> oh my I mean, God. It, <laughs> you know, but, but all serious, it was exactly what I expected, which was that a full arc. I expected a full arc of like heat and shine and whatever, but I did not expect there to be a ding, ding, ding. I did not expect there to be an actual official match. I figured it would just break down to a brawl. I figured that was Austin's sticky point is he didn't want to have a match. He wanted to keep with, his final match being against the rock and going out that way, which yeah. you know, who can blame you. So that surprised me, but obviously it was well-protected. It was a no holds barred. So you don't, nothing technical he has to do. It's kicks, it's punches. Like Raj says, surprise. He took some, you know, took a few bumps on concrete and, and what have you. But um, I mean, and then even the, the 15 minutes of, of talking they did prior, I'm sitting there listening to that. And it's like, you know, they could have of course done more of these exchanges on the Raws leading up to, but I think now in hindsight, this was the right decision because by doing all of the talk, by having Austin remain predominantly silent other than just the response video, but otherwise he's remained silent, it allowed for all that emotion, all that exchange to happen and then the match to happen all in front of the same audience. So it kind of kept that ride in emotion all in one versus doing a promo in Jacksonville, a promo in Pittsburgh and whatever, you know, and, and expecting it all to carry over here to Dallas. So I, I really thought, I know we'll do more detail, but I think they really they hit it out of the park here and this probably is the last Austin physicality of mania ever. I mean, but you think he gets one more payday in KSA out of this run? I mean, he's shown he could go. Yeah, I mean, you, you you could tell he was getting a little winded uh towards the end. Sure. You, you saw him taking some deep breaths and but he he showed he can go. Um I'm sure they can his confidence is probably there that he can probably do it. Uh it, it, I you know what? It really all depends on how he feels this week. Yeah. If he feels fine and and there's another gigantic payday, maybe. But, you know, Austin is concerned about his legacy. He never wanted this advertised as a match. Yeah, they yeah. never said this was a match. And I think part of that was because you're not seeing the Stone Cold, the black trunks, and, the, you know, with the no shirt, you know, you're kind of getting him in his, uh, you know, je- you know, jorts and black T-shirt. And, you know, you're not getting the full Stone Cold experience. And I think the, because the street fight look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think because of that, he didn't want it advertised to to be as such. And so, you know, he cares about what he's advertised for. Well, I think that Broken Skull IPA and lager is going to overtake Nugenics. Uh, It seems like uh, it must have stem cells in it or something, because tonight he was going at full speed for a lot of that match. Yeah.
It's really impressive. Stellar Justin Lopez, 499 Super Chat, saying it flowed really well. We talked the other day, the night one looked like weak on paper, but it was very entertaining. Um, I I think, honestly, tomorrow night's going to have trouble topping this. I think tomorrow night, you know, like there's no, you know, on, on paper tonight, there was a surprise of who's going to be, the, the, you know, Seth's opponent and, and what's Austin actually going to do. So there's an element of surprise. Tomorrow, there's expectation. The biggest WrestleMania match ever between Brock and Roman. And, you know, obviously, it's not the first time they met with the title versus title and the dream match of Edge and AJ Styles. I think tomorrow is going to take them doing not only delivering to those expectations of those matches, but it's going to take storyline. Uh, it's, it's something big effects are going to have to have, have, have to happen on storyline. Big things are going to have to happen, whether it's turns, whether it's surprise finishes, whether it's return, you know, or, 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 or swerves. It's going to have to be like, oh my God, I got to tune in tomorrow night for Monday Night Raw because they just did something in the storyline that is huge. I think that's what tomorrow night's going to have to do in order to hold its own to the uh, the curiosity that night one had and, and, and the curiosity delivered big time. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that they switched Edge versus AJ and the Seth thing, you know, by moving Edge versus AJ to to, sun, to Sunday because like Justin mentioned and that tonight you had two things with intrigue like you don't know what's going to happen where it's going tomorrow night you don't really have any you just have the matches lined up which are, are great they have uh, you know on paper the card is better than it was tonight but I would have reversed it and had Edge versus AJ tonight and then the Cody thing tomorrow so you have a surprise on both nights and uh and wrestling fans love surprises, and that that makes a lot of it. So I felt like it would have bounced it out a, a little. But then again, we don't know what they're doing tomorrow. Maybe The Rock shows up. At the maybe end. The Rock stare down <laughs> with Roman, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, who knows? I, you know, again, I, I think WWE, they know that the, there's a good chance that The Rock won't be able to do Mania next year. But could they make a deal where they do it at SummerSlam? You know, where... Yeah, you know, Rock knows his schedule for the next three months. Even money at the money in the bank, somewhere where you know he could do the match, and at least at least you get it done. Even though I'm sure the Rock would want it at Mania at Soho Stadium. Yeah, a lot of super chats to get to here. Let's try and uh, fire through some of these. David Montavo, two dollars, saying Nikki was disappointed the Vader wasn't at the Hall of Fame. That wasn't exactly what she said. She said she was looking forward to the, to the speeches, but not his speech. Hmm. So. Uh, Robert Martinez, Buck 99, Seth versus Cody. Now that's professional wrestling. Did that match almost go on a little longer than it needed to tonight? I thought it was for a while. And then but at the end, it really picked up. Yeah, it was good. It was a good match though. And, but I mean, the, the surprise confirmation alone of what we were all expecting was fantastic. David Draper, Canadian $5 saying, what do you think Cody's promo on raw is going to be about now? Note in that variety article, he said, there is no shoot interview. People have speculated why I left They They are wrong. Do you think, uh, on a scale of one to 10 Raj Giri between thinly veiled, uh, using some knock against the word elite to full on mentioning Tony Khan. How far do you think he goes in his promo? Not far at all. I don't think, I don't think AEW gets mentioned. I think, you know, WWE does not want AEW mentioned on their TV. Sami Zayn did that with his electric chair segment that they did one week. (laughs) They never did it again. Triple H in the Hall of Fame speech for DX. But he said to piss at company. He didn't say AEW. Yeah. I know. Um, Oh, sorry. I was going to say that was before they were a thing. So I think he's going to talk about how he, you know, him leaving. People didn't have faith in him. He became a bigger star elsewhere. And now he's back, like along those uh, along those lines. Justin, your guess? 
Yeah, the same. He's not going to mention AEW, and I, I believe what he said. That you know, he and Tony Khan seem to have some kind of gentleman's agreement that they're going to whatever they're whatever the the straw that broke the camel's back is. They're just going to leave it to themselves. Um, so yeah, like Rush said, it'll be I've gone away. I'm come come back. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fulfill the legacy and the you know the expectations of me and my name that I always knew I could. I'm gonna do it now. You know, I'm I'm gonna it probably probably something in that vein will probably segue to him wanting to be a world champion in the company. So it probably does have him looking toward whatever that world title picture is going to look like uh, post Reigns and, and, and Lesnar. What's this, uh, the forty nine ninety nine from Joel? I was getting to that. Joel, oh. no message. Joel's just tossing money at you, Raj. Joel's just like, here's 50 bucks. Put that in the kid's college fund. Well, thank you. Joel Yednock, hero of the Super Chats. I feel like Joel had a question afterward. I thought I saw it. Did he? Was Maybe. it in the chat? Yeah. See if you can find it. I'm starring StreamYard finally with the starred feature. We can now star super chats so that oh. don't disappear. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a separate tab up top. It's uh, oh, very cool. handy. Very handy stuff. But yeah, see if you can find uh, Joel's question, star that, and we will get to it. There we go. Oh, uh, asking how many Steve Weisers at Stone Cold have you? He was catching up <laughs> with us quickly. <laughs> Somebody go back and count. I want the Wrestling Inc. should have the exclusive official count <laughs> of how many Steve Weisers he consumed tonight. I, t I tweeted about that at the end. I'm like, he must have a really heavy buzz by now because, you know, when he drinks those beers, maybe a quarter gets in, but he was drinking a lot of them. You know? Well, he's drinking yeah. a lot. And what's weird too is he gets, uh, I mean, it's like mostly foam. Like he's not letting that even have time to settle. It's a terrible head. He was well over 20. Yeah. And those are IPAs too, right? Like that, he, that he's drinking. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. His, uh, his own, he was doing his own beer brand. I think those are IPAs, which IPAs are heavy. It's not oh, like, the, you know, when you well, his other Bud lights, well, his other one was an IPA. I don't know. This one's that, that American lager. I don't know if that's, Oh, it's not as heavy, but it's still heavier than like a, a Miller light or, you know, what he used to drink <clears throat> back in the day. Love. They got the product shot twice in tonight. He must be kicking himself for not having this idea sooner that he never got that Budweiser money. Oh, I think they tried it. They were trying really? it in the, the late nineties to get a sponsorship. <clears throat> and then Miller light became a sponsor for a minute. Cause then he was actually drinking Miller lights on purpose. For yeah. Long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, so the, the Zamboni he'd come in on was that that was a Miller light. Michael Martinez, buck 99 saying Becky Lynch better than the man, better than big time Bex, better than man masks. Her Marvel style intro tonight. Holy shit. That was cool. I thought her intro was cool, but this character, she is she was just the most over female, most over wrestler in the company, you know, uh, two years ago. And this heel turn has just not been working. She's trying all these different ideas, but people want to see that that character that she was two years ago. I mean, they popped huge for her at SummerSlam. She wants to do this heel turn and it, it just feels forced and the fans are just not going with it. They're they're like, OK, we're booing you because we're supposed to, but we don't really dislike you or want to see you get beat up yeah and when you hear that reaction for bianca it's kind of like if if any bit of this is becky's choice if she politic to want to have this heel run it's like what are you doing you just might have stepped you just might have stepped aside and you're letting another baby face surpass you like so obviously the baby faces are, are where the money's at usually traditionally at least i mean yeah. and bianca has surpassed her and, and if, if that's if that was becky's doing like maybe becky thinks oh this is good let's create a new baby face and i can always go back to being a baby face later maybe she's thinking long term maybe i don't know but yeah, Bianca was Bianca is the star of the WWE women's division. And that includes all of them, both brands. And they had such a great match tonight. I, I would have reversed that with the Charlotte match. 
Oh, easily. I mean, well, Rick, but Ronda's Rick, Flair, name, Rick Flair agrees. He he already tweeted that. That was a good, <laughs> Rick agreed that. Rick, Rick already tweeted, and I and I I, I countered him. Rick tweeted that the 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 Charlotte uh, Ronda was the greatest women's match he's ever seen, and I said, Rick, it's not even the greatest one on the card tonight. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, oh, he's oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> so. Look, I get being proud of your kid, but come on. Charlotte's great. Charlotte's, uh, and and Ronda has proven that she can have great matches too. I mean, she had a great match with Nia Jax. um, Mm -hmm. Or you would think their styles would not work. But they just have not clicked at all. Like this whole program, this whole build, uh, every week I'm less and less interested in seeing it. Uh, they They just don't have that chemistry. Yeah, it's got to be tough, though, being a parent. Both of you have children. You've ever been at the talent show, and you're like, my kid is good, but let's be real about where they stand in the hierarchy here in terms of what's being displayed. You know, or is it just like... just shut the hell up. You're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, how about those Broncos? We got Russell Wilson. (laughs) Uh, So what should we talk about first here? Should we talk about Mania? I feel like with Stand and Deliver, there's not even really even much to cover. Let's just go through Mania, and we'll we'll kind of hit everybody's questions and topics as we go. Yeah, yeah a triple H, the Triple H cameo at Stand and Deliver mm-hmm. was actually my favorite part of Stand and Deliver today. With him, yeah, and that felt like the most noteworthy for sure. No, oh, absolutely. He, yeah, he's like the the dad that you know has been out, but he just had to come back for his son's last ball game of the season. Uh, so WrestleMania, it's like, it's, night, like the, it's like the last of his kid is graduating high school. Seriously, um, just seeing Triple H back in NXT uh, since you know since two just back out, knowing that he's not completely shunned, you know. Uh, cause I think a lot of people had some hard feelings with, um, how it felt like oh, his sure. version of NXT was completely, uh, I don't know if this dem- demolish isn't the right word, but completely changed. Yeah. Yeah. So WrestleMania opened tonight, uh, SmackDown tag team title match, Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Usos, the Usos winning and the big headline. I mean, this was a good match. Great entrance for Shinsuke. And Boogs, but Boogs got injured uh, as quad. It looks like he's going to be out for at least six months. It was a shame. Uh, you know, Boogs, you know, seeing him in this big stadium setting, you know, he seemed like, uh, I mean, you know, opening the show. So you got the crowd hot. Seemed like they were behind him. You know, and then you got, you got Mike's Heart Lemonade with the sponsorship with him and Shinsuke and, you know, the, the ring gear, the amps, logos on the LED boards. I mean, this, I remember making a note to myself, this is probably what Vince envisioned 38 years ago when he did the first Manias. One day I'm going to get it to where we're going to have these immersed sponsorships and the match and the characters like this. So everything looked really good to start the show. And then, um, yeah, at, at first I thought it was part of the, I thought it was just a, it was, it was mm. an angle in the match. And then when I saw the doctors like running around the ring to get to him, and then I saw Shinsuke, you know, and, and the Usos all trying to like call an audible of how we get to the finish here. Um, it sucks. Really, really does. Yeah. No, that double fireman's carry. They did that in the NXT women's match too. Uh, I mean, you mess up a little and that's what happened with boogs is i don't know if he slipped or just his his uh, left knee gave out but uh man that was just that sucked because his his power his strength he has just been so impressive lately with some of the stuff that he does and i think with the changing his look a little and changing his name because boogs just you know that's not a wrestlemania main event name uh I think I feel like you changed those and he's got something he's he's got a ton of potential so this injury comes at a really bad time because he was getting some shine on him and, and he, oh, he had been really good 
No, I think they were poised for uh, maybe Nakamura turning heel on him and having a singles feud. I think uh, he's gotten so over him with the live crowds back. Yeah. This is very unfortunate, and uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but up until the injury, they were this match was better than I expected. You know, this was one of those where it feels like a TV match. This match easily could have just been on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, it didn't have that WrestleMania build where you're like, oh, yeah, you can when you're naming out the matches, that's when you're going to remember. But they were having a really good match up until that point. Yeah. Well, in the crowd, I mean, that's the, you know, on paper, I would almost say the Ricochet match versus uh, Los Lotharios last night would have been fantastic tonight, but nobody gets the crowd hype like Boogs does right now. I don't get why you don't have the U.S. champion or Intercontinental champion on. I know either show that just blows my mind absolutely crazy absolutely crazy uh and the uso is doing the new one thing with the one finger and fans already flipping them off with their one finger oh yeah yeah the usos are great they they adapt so well um they're they're constantly evolving and uh you know you look at them over the years and they're constantly changing it up because tag teams usually at some point they split up and you know they 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 try different uh they try a singles gimmick and then they're put with someone else uh but the usos outside of when one is injured they're always together someone in the chat is very adamant about letting us know that broken skull lager is only 4.8 percent alcohol uh, how many calories though because that's where it kind of gets you like Sick. I don't know <laughs> you know in some countries they drink guinness for breakfast like guinness so. is only 100 calories really Interesting. Yeah. Guinness. And by the way, somebody brought this up, I think, on Wednesday when Alfred and I were talking about this. If Austin did do a Saudi Arabia thing, he can't go bring his beer gimmick over to Saudi Arabia. Right. Yeah. That's how he loses. It's like Popeye without his spinach. Yeah. <laughs> Which Corey Graves actually mentioned. And I, I love yeah. he drew He drew the parallel from the beer to the spinach. Yeah. Right. Keep him looking strong. He just didn't have his medicine. Yeah. Uh, so Guinness is 125 calories. There so. you go for those keeping track. That's why a lot of people, they'll drink it with the steak because it doesn't fill you up. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Baron Corbin with Madcap Moss in attendance. Justin, how are you feeling about this feud? How are you feeling about Madcap Moss uh, and Corbin? You never want to be the second match. The second match is always the deemed that that cool down. But this actually, to their credit, you know, Drew kept the crowd with them. Um, I feel like Drew and Bobby Lashley, they, they just they toughed it out through the, the worst two years we've ever dealt with as a society and you know empty arenas and everything and then and now we're back to normalcy basically at least for some, by some measurement and you know again i'm glad the crowd was behind him but i, I didn't really you know I, I was putzing around getting stuff ready you know anticipating some of the other things on this card at this point yeah this was another you know this was another that felt like it would be a match at you know backlash or something um didn't feel like a wrestlemania match going in but to their credit they did turn it around. I felt like the audience could care less once the match started. They were pretty quiet. And then it picked up and picked up. And I thought Drew and Corbin did a great job of getting the crowd into the match. And I thought by the end, it was it was good. Everyone knew Drew was going to win. I don't think anyone was thinking Corbin was going to win. So, you know, that part of the match, you know, it, it kind of takes you out. But I got to say, Madcap Moss, I think, is hilarious. I'd laugh at really? a lot of these jokes. Really? <laughs> well, You're the one a... person. <laughs> what was the... Uh... I don't picture him riding the golf cart with you, Rush. <laughs> just got to be honest. What was the... He had some lines during the pre-show that just were killing me. 
And I, I think, you know, I could see them splitting him and Corbin up, but it's like, who would be the baby face? <laughs> Matt wow. Yes. No, Corbin's so get good broke at again. the annoying heel. Corbin's got to go broke again. He was so good when he had nothing. That was that was his, the best Corbin was when he was broke. But Madcap Moss, what, did did you guys see the pre-show? No, uh, no, I did not watch the pre-show. Okay. Watch it. He had a few. I mean, he was cracking Booker T and Jerry Lawler up. Okay, I'll have to I'll go check it out. I thought I did, the Snickers commercial was funny, yeah. but they had writers on that. Uh, yeah. Justin, I did see the social media screen grab of when they had um, Madcap on. His graphic said that he's the Andrew the Giant Battle Royal winner. <laughs> Dude, Chrome <laughs> autocorrect does that too. That I, that's happened to me before, where I type Andre the Giant and it'll it'll change it to Andrew the Giant. <laughs> One thing when you're texting your buddy, but what do you think Vince thought on the WrestleMania oh, yeah. pre-show? Vince reveres Andre, and it's Andrew the Giant's viral. <laughs> that sounds like the best shitty indie gimmick ever, Andrew the Giant. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, but at the end, uh, yeah, Drew the sword. Orbit tried to commit. Fun. I mean, uh, Drew McIntyre tried to commit murder again. It's weird how much they're going with that. That that's like a decapitating sword, not even a stabbing sword. Just we're gonna take some for a baby face. Yeah, and uh, two out of the three ropes, but that bottom rope was crooked for a good three matches. After that, they didn't fix it. Yeah, they never got the ropes tight until it felt like they they fixed it later. There were like a thousand video packages on the show. And it was weird because they would do a video package for a match the next night. So you're like, wait, did they move the match to tonight? Well, it's because, so Raj, are you, what version of Peacock are you on? Oh, yeah. Are you on the free cock or the uh, yeah. paid cock? No, I got the paid cock. Yeah, so you're on the paid. I'm on, I'm technically on like the, like I have Xfinity as my cable. So I get it automatically, but I'm not paying an additional. So I have to sit through premium ads. So what ends up happening is they ha- is they end up rolling. You get in-house WWE stuff. Yeah. I get Snickers and Mike's Hard Lemonade and whatever, all the sponsors at the same time. So that's why you're getting all the ads. Because they because they, early on, they tried to do it the opposite. Or not opposite. The, early on, they tried to give you a more a better experience and make me watch ads. And what ended up happening was I'd see ads. And then by the time I got the ads done, I'd already missed half of an entrance and maybe even the start of a match. Yeah, so that's something new where they started then, right? Because before they they wouldn't do the the longer commercial breaks. Well, well I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna whatever it is, they finally got it in sync of like, okay, we have to make sure that both the paid person and the non-paid aren't missing the actual match. So they just built in commercials for everybody. Just again, your version of commercials, just seeing the in-house video packages. Except Triple H coming out today after Ciampa's match, the free tier only saw the recap of that. They didn't see it live when it happened. Mm. Oh really? Yeah. So on your on the free tier, you didn't see all the video packages for the matches tomorrow, like uh, no Johnny no. Knoxville. Oh, okay. I, every 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 literally after every single match, I saw the wife uh, ratting on her wife or ratting on her husband about uh, the guy talking shit about Sheamus. I saw Mike's Heart Lemonade commercial. Um, and I saw a couple other, but it was the same loop with their sponsors. Yeah. yeah, I saw a few ads tonight, even on the the paid. There were a few, but not many. But mostly it was the video packages. But uh, yeah, it's interesting just how that that all flows. That experience trying to make it seamless. Let's do a couple more super chats here. You guys are being so great in the chat tonight with all of these. Uh, Jim Viviano, four ninety nine, awesome Jim. mania night. night. Uh, not sure if I'm getting older. It's mania season, but wow, the bumps tonight, the Seth Cody match for sure. Commander still suck. There you go. <laughs> Take his money. Give him his money back. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, the bomb. I mean, 
again back to the also thing when 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 ko reversed him into the suplex and the con- on, on the concrete in the crowd i was like oh like I, I, yeah. I winced on that one i felt for that one that was actually to me that was the biggest surprise of tonight was Austin taking that bump on the concrete. Now, I mean, I would have bet money that he was just going to throw Kevin around. Kevin was going to sell like crazy, and that was going to be the extent of it. I thought it was a super fun night. I thought the show was uh, really entertaining. You know, when people say that, you know, ideally WrestleMania being one night, four hours, that would be the best. But matches are so much longer now it's not like back in the 80s you know where they were like seven minutes eight minutes now they get a lot more time and the the four hour wrestlemania days are gone so either you have the one night that's seven eight hours or you split it up like this and i thought for a four hour show i thought it flowed great i was never bored and uh i'm looking forward to tomorrow too John Jordan, $5 super chat saying Cody tweeted wrestling as a love story. That just sums it up. My son and I popped for exactly what we hoped would happen. That's what it's about. A plus. Yeah. My, my daughter, she has a, a friend over for a sleepover and they, they came down and they watched some of the matches and the, the Cody match was one they watched, you know, and they picked who they thought would win and, you know, like false finishes, kicking out of finishers. I feel like it's overdone, oh, but yeah. they were so into it while watching it. Like at the end, they were going nuts every time. And, uh, you know, they, just because I don't like it, if fans today like it, that's 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 what that, works. That was my one nitpick I wrote down in the Cody match was as his first night back. I know it's WrestleMania, so yeah. I know it takes two or three finishers. But his first night back here and have Seth kick out of his finisher, like I, I, that, that one's the only thing that bothered me. I was like, unless unless Cody's going to uh, unveil a new finisher. Oh, which, maybe. I mean, that was the only thing I could figure out of. I, well, I thought the same thing. They did make a big deal tonight that drew mcintyre got out of end of days with corbin yeah they did where someone else has gotten out of that before haven't they roman or seth never did somebody maybe in nxt i i feel like this is not the first but it's been a while oh see scotty b same 499 let's not forget drew kicked out of end of days first time ever i feel like that's not the first time ever even if it is if you're not a, a top guy it doesn't really matter um because you're you're losing half your matches anyway yeah so yeah your your finisher is protected and that's great i'd like to see the finishers protected for the upper level guys you know the the ones that are on top so um you're not hitting six f5s in a match or you know and and, you know with roman and and brock they're more protected than than most but still those things get kicked out of all the time Wait, is this for real? Did I miss something? Adam Sotokio saying Cody doing the Stardust pose was great. I don't think I saw that. Didn't he do at the one point? Did he do like the cartwheel into the pose? Is that what he's referring to? Did he do that tonight? I think that's what I. Oh, I'll have to check that out. On. Yeah, I, I totally missed that. I'll have to check yeah, that my, out. My food arrived during the match. So <laughs> I may have missed. Uh, maybe. Chat room, I mean, chat room, help me out. I think uh, again, I'm I'm looking down. And I'm writing things like a nerd. So, but I thought I looked up and he like. He had fired up, fired up, and then he like he like did the Stardust uh, cartwheel, and then did like the Stardust bow and pose. Uh, Brian Barry Buck ninety nine saying Cody versus AJ book it. You know the uh, the upper card has needed some fresh blood, and Cody adds a, a bunch of new possibilities. So there's a ton: Cody versus Edge, Cody versus Roman. Um, I think they need more people at that time because I actually kind <laughs> no, of just went through it all. I did. Cody versus Brock doesn't, I don't know about that one. But. Oh, but there is, there's Roman and there's Brock and then there's everybody else. They really need somebody on the Roman Brock tier. Right? Oh, yeah. And and how about the, just the the general interest 
of the tease of people thinking that Cody's going to use the pedigree when he when he set, when he hooked the arms like Seth does because Seth uses the pedigree. People like the crowd would oh like there's like this just underlying thing of like this manufactured rightly or wrongly of like Cody and Triple H like oh Cody's got he's going to do the pedigree and then he ends up like just flipping it into a power bomb. But like the crowd was so on edge the two or three times that he like did that. Okay, there's a tweet. We'll have to uh, we'll have to watch that. Yeah, what is? Uh, I'm gonna just copy this real quick. Oh, whoops. Oh, I. Yeah, add one. Can't really copy it. Yeah, we can't uh, easily click on that. Tweet it on the Wrestling Inc. account. Say so somebody tweet it to us. Yeah. yeah, tweet it to the Wrestling Inc. account, and I'll check it out now. Okay, I'm going. It says through. it's from the Wrestling Inc. account. I think it's one of our guys that sent oh, it. Oh, okay. Let me uh, let's see here. <laughs> it's uh, mayhem behind the scenes. <laughs> no. I mean, this weekend, th- like, th- think about how much wrestling. There's never been as much simultaneous wrestling broadcast as what happened last night at 10 p.m. Eastern with everything that was going on. The, I mean, WrestleMania week, Raj, for as long as you've been doing this, just as long as you've been doing this, hell, as long as I've been doing this, WrestleMania week is always crazy. This is just, I've never had it before where so much wrestling in a 24 hour period that it's just, you Exhausting. know, <laughs> yeah, and washing over me at a certain point. You know, yeah, especially when it's so much big league wrestling, because you have, yeah. first of all, already had you had SmackDown, then you had Rampage, which, you know, those are weekly. Then you had the Hall of Fame and it's a big Hall of Fame. Then you had ROH, which is now owned by AEW. So right off the bat, that's what is that? That's like seven hours, eight hours just with the big leagues. And then you got uh, Impact had a pay-per-view GCW um, at New Japan had a pay-per-view. It was yeah. just it was nuts. It's, you know, a lot of these companies piggyback off of WrestleMania. And I think the one thing with them doing two nights in SmackDown, I wonder if that's going to have an effect on that where it's, well, I think, yeah, that's probably part of their intended goal, right? Is that if they can essentially squeeze out making it competitive for anyone else. Yeah. Cause now they're all jumping on Friday night and, um, you they know, need whereas... to move. They need to move the takeover mania weekend. I almost think they should do it Tuesday on TV. Enough people stay in town already through Monday. They used to do it SmackDown on Tuesday when that was live. Why not just do it on TV on Tuesday night? Because this the Saturday thing with Mania that's too much. That was well, too I don't. Much. I don't know how long takeovers are going to still be a thing. You know, I <clears throat> we're still in the final transition of the of the new NXT identity. I don't know how for how much longer they're going to have takeovers be a thing that's on the road. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I was thinking Thursday, but. NXT in this in this version with with 2.0, I don't think that's something people are going to fly out a day early for for WrestleMania yeah. weekend. And Friday is kind of when people really start coming in, you know, with with SmackDown and everything, and that's where people start loading up their shows. Because I was thinking too, I was thinking Thursday ideally would be a great night because all you have really is you know an, a taped episode of Impact on TV, but for the attendance and that's where the money is for wwe is that attendance you're not yeah. really i don't know how many people you get i think it's worth a shot but yeah yeah i don't know i think uh there are options you know but it's just they need to balance it better because it does a disservice to nxt every nxt talent today and what they did at stand and deliver does a huge disservice to them to put them in this mix as almost like a, a brunch level afterthought between SmackDown Hall of Fame and WrestleMania Night One. Well, the, you know the ones we talked to, you know we have several people out there this weekend, and they loved it. I mean, they yeah. thought finally being in front of a real crowd, 
in yeah. an arena because now they're you know basically a soundstage. Oh, it's and, great for uh, them. It's great for the talents in terms right. of the experience. Yeah. But we're not talking about that. I mean, Dolph winning today oh, just almost seems like an afterthought. Right. You know? Well, I think NXT is kind of an afterthought. It's developmental totally now. It's no longer a brand that they're trying to create into you know something close to raw or smackdown now it's strictly developmental and they have no they're not going to try to create stars for nxt they're trying to yeah. create people who can move up and become stars on raw and smackdown yeah and to put that in perspective like you know everybody now i think is expecting braun breakers you know raw or smackdown bound here right oh, the next yeah. week or two and it's like think about you know he's getting he's him and gable steveson are both getting the the brock lesnar kurt angle kind of comparisons that they're going to be pushed hot and heavy Brock made his debut in March of 02 on Raw when he when he when he became like the, the beast on TV. He lost the dark match like two weeks before that. That's oh. the equivalent of what Braun Breaker just did. It's just now the dark the dark matches are being televised on what the thing is called NXT. So it's like it, it doesn't matter anymore. You know, what matters is whatever Braun Breaker is now gonna do on this Monday or this Friday. I think it right? matters for USA though, because cable doesn't give big money to minor league baseball. WWE is waiting to get out of that deal. They 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 are waiting to get out of having to provide them the NXT product, you know, my, well, whether they supplement it with something else, but they're because they know this is not they they don't want this to be because you can't unsee some things. They don't want this oh, okay. learning breeding ground to be live every week. And NXT doesn't, you know, they don't even report NXT numbers, you know, on the yeah. on the on the investor calls. So it, the the amount that they're making for for NXT. It's pretty small. I think it's like 30 something million is what it's estimated at, which compared to, you know, Ron Smackdown, that's, you know, 500 million a year. So it's still something it's, I, I don't know if it, they're looking to just give it away, but it's, um, it, it's not, it's not a concern. It's not yeah. something they they have to worry about. Well, there you have it. Um, but Tuesday we'll talk a little bit more about stand and deliver, including Joe Gacy, cutting the most batshit insane promo in recent memory on Stand and Deliver today. From the I Grassy Knoll. I, I missed that. What, what did he say? He was at the Grassy Knoll at Dealey Plaza and essentially like made some veiled threat. Like, it was really weird. It was really weird. A veiled threat to who? I'm not to... sure, but he was like linking the Kennedy assassination to a thing that like brought people together and then pushing like conspiracy and saying, like, if we can't all get along, what has to happen next? It like this was crazy. This hmm. was really, really nuts. So we've had a JFK spoof, whatever, but we haven't had a Will Smith Chris Rock thing yet. And that's kind of. <laughs> shocking yeah. to me so they were doing this thing on the pre-show where madcap moss kept making those jokes i was telling you about and i kind of for sure I, I thought for sure that was going to end with drew mcintyre coming in smacking him yeah uh, but it didn't happen I, i'm like shocked that no one has kind of played off on, on that kind of what they did uh last night a little bit i mean the, i thought i actually i thought the joke he, he made about drew mcintyre losing his mother and the sword was over the line I'm sure Drew cleared it, but that just that just seemed like a real dick move. Uh, yeah. And that seemed like that was in a response to when he came out last night. Hmm. Um, so tonight, Logan Paul wrestled, entering the ring with the baller move of having the rarest Pokemon card around his neck. That's so cool because, you know, what's so hilarious is the people that know who he is know what that means. <laughs> you know, like, knowing my age cares or uh you know would be like you're spending money on that 
But uh, the people that he's a celebrity with, that, that just builds heat with that audience. So I, th- I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and the laminate was in that it was in was like studded with diamonds. It was, it was blinged, yeah. blinged out. Like what? <laughs> I, I, look, Logan Paul did not look out of place. No, this he was this dude tonight. would. I mean, first off, he's got size. He's bigger than some of the people on the roster. And then he would do a move. He would look at the hard cam and talk shit. And he like he like you always hear about like guys saying like. It's not about the moves. It's what you can do in between the moves. Like, and obviously the heat when he's doing the Eddie Guerrero mocking. I mean, this guy. Like, I mean, again, I, I mean, I, I know, I don't know. This he looked like he belonged. Sign him up for a little bit more. He, I thought he, he stole this yeah. match. I, I mean, yeah. he, I thought he. Uh... Hold on one second. Streets are texting Raj. He's getting scoops. It's Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, no, he had the poise, he had the confidence, he's just a fantastic heel. I thought he was great. There. He looked way better in this match than Dominic did. Yeah, Dominic no. and Ray looked very out of sync tonight, even with their jump not being in time. I, I mean, I, I hate to say this, Logan and The Miz looked like a more polished tag team working in unison tonight than Ray and Dominic did. <clears throat> I can't believe I'm saying that. but And I don't like Logan Paul, personally or professionally, but he came across very well tonight. And I think the Miz turning on him after they won that match. One, it was a surprise to me that they won. But the Miz turning on him after, I'm actually excited to see where this feud goes if this uh, becomes a thing. Yeah, I'm kind of against uh, – initially, I was kind of against the turn. They had so much heat. I was like, why would you do that? They obviously have a plan. That's why they – but, uh, yeah, you know, Dominic, he's had other times where I thought he's looked good. He's other, other nights where I'm like, all right, he looks better. But, yeah, tonight was not, a, not one of the better ones. And I wonder, like, again, he came up. You know, he bypassed the NXT situation. He got to go right working on Raw and SmackDown with his dad, but he went right to working with his dad in the Thunderdome era, in the pandemic era. So not working with live crowds, I wonder if going from that, um, and he's, you know, he's been back on the road for however long. They've been back on the road, but now he's a front. You know, this is the biggest stage he's ever been on. Uh, you know, the biggest storyline, biggest weight. Yeah. I, I wonder if it might have got to him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like he could use some time in NXT. He, he just... He's a step off lately. I feel like yeah. he doesn't look as impressive as he did at first. At first, it's like, wow, he's already um, looking like, you know, he, he's got the poise and the confidence. And then I just feel like it's kind of been slipping away lately. And I don't know if that's just how they've been pushing him. They haven't been doing the best job with him either. Uh, but he, can, I, I feel like he could use some time in NXT. And actually go back and watch that episode where they took on Legado del Fantasma. Um, Dominic did not hold up, I think, as well with the NXT wrestlers. I think six months there would do him a world of good to learn a faster style. Yeah, yeah. Um, so more Super Chats. Ray J's World $2 saying, I got Scott Hall WCW vibes from Cody tonight. I mean, I'm sure that's what they were going for. Uh, Brian Barry Buck 99 saying, so they cut the New Day match off the card. It was rumored that we were going to have New Day versus Butch same as Seamus and Ridge Holland. Uh, yeah, maybe that'll happen match. tomorrow. Yeah, maybe they'll be on the pre-show tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah, it, I, I don't see why you have a two-hour pre-show if you're not going to have any matches. That's yeah. just w- way too much filler. Um, you know, people talking about eight matches that night for two hours. That's just oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. 
Now, uh, with the name Exclusive News Insider, this must be true, saying that The Rock's, mo- uh, the Rock's mom was in the crowd tonight. Could The Rock be in town? The only time I see her is when The Rock is around. Well, he, then you must not be looking all the time, Exclusive News Insider. She was there tonight. She was at the Hall of Fame last night. She's there more times than you might normally notice. Uh, remind you, she is related to Roman Reigns. She is related to the oh, Usos. Yeah. She is related to when Nia Jax was there. So, like, The Rock's mom is there a lot more often than maybe gets reported, but it's not just for him. So, and the rocks, you know, uh, daughter Simone, she, you know, she's a grandmother and yeah. she, I think they showed her on camera tonight in the, mm-hmm. during NXT, they, sh- they were doing something backstage or something. I remember seeing her at one point and then uh, <clears throat> forgetting what it was. Yeah. But she's, 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 she's a regular ringside, the rocks mom. So for big shows, I am Vish saying WWE used to claim they ignored AEW. Cody returns proves otherwise. Who could be the next jump from AEW? Please debate AEW WWE merger. Is it possible? I don't think the second part is, but who do you think is next? Well, and now we're getting to the point where you're having contracts coming up because, you know, yeah. AEW started in 2019. So for two, three years, you're only seeing it one way because you're not seeing AEW you know, because they're all under contract for three years, uh, three to five. So now it, it gets a lot more interesting. And the fact that they took Cody, Cody's probably the most interesting one because he was an executive. He was the most high profile as far as, you know, with their TV projects, with Turner, uh, you know, doing the reality shows, doing a ton of media. So the fact that they took the most interesting one as soon as that happened, it opens the doors up, I think. And I think, well, oh, sorry, go ahead, Justin. No, I, I just want to put it. It is most interesting. I think what's interesting about it is they didn't change anything. He got to keep his music. He got to keep his name. Yeah. He got to keep his logos. He got to keep his ring gear. I mean, it, 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 he got to keep it, you know, rising up through the stage. You know, I mean, I, look, I think some people might have expected he was going to come out and have, you know, black and gold polka dots on. Like they let him keep everything. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that is uh, something that is key here is it, it was it was the same Cody Rhodes you saw two and a half months ago going through a flaming table on AEW Dynamite. And I think, you know, like the fans were not chanting AEW when Cody was out there. They're chanting Cody. And I think that probably gives WWE more um, faith that they can bring in AEW talents and not, you know, uh, have the fans be chanting for AEW. So, um, got the tweet in the DMs about Cody doing the Stardust move tonight. Oh, okay. Now, I think this is like when Tom Wilson goes out at the conventions and does the Biff from Back to the Future song, just to sort of get it out of the way. I think this was Cody like, yeah, Stardust, I get it. Boom, we're done. Now right, we're yeah, done. he's not teasing and returning or anything for sure. Yeah, he just Stop knew he had to asking the questions. <laughs> Gary Coleman would open, say, what you talking about? And then, you know, Jimmy Walker opens his dynamite and then does his routine. Yeah. You know? It's key. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I don't think Marco stunt, unfortunately, is going to be getting a WWE opportunity. Where was that? No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's for oh. <laughs> talent that's available. Yeah. But a Wardlow and MJF, uh, a Britt Baker, uh, Kenny Omega. I could see them being interested in all those guys. No, absolutely. Uh, a couple more super chats here. Hojo to go Belinsky saying it's so a hall of fame. They should have brought in the boogeyman for Charmel as a surprise. And I was disappointed. No Steiner math and taker should have tombstone Vince. 
for a minute, uh, I, when Charmel did shout out the boogeyman at, during her speech, for a minute, I actually thought maybe he was going to like rise up out of the ring. I actually did have a, a weird feeling about that. Taker's so, speech got ruined for me because Alfred popped open the stream last night and he said, Oh my God, it looks like he's doing a Ted talk in hell. And now I've tried to watch it. And that's all I keep thinking about. Dude, his speech. I thought it was great. Uh, but it, yeah, he, he not being behind the podium, behind the mic, it was different. Uh, it was a very different feel and everything, but <laughs> I thought it was, it was, it was fantastic. I thought, it, you know, I loved with Taker's speech that they didn't try to do what he did at survivor series, you know, when yeah. he did his farewell where they kind of did it all in character and, they let him be himself. And I thought it was, it was really interesting doing it that way. Uh, Jason, as we talked about earlier, new day got cut for time tonight. It appears. Yeah. Uh, they were supposed to go on before the main event. Craig Allen. Thank you so much. And keep up the great work guys. Much love to you all. Thank you. Craig. Thank you. It's been a while since we've all done this together. Yeah. It's great. Well, the franchise now, Raj, look at this. You, you've almost got five days a week going on this, uh, this channel now. We do now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Thursday one's become, it's become right. a thing. Plus the Wink Daily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we got 10. <laughs> wow. Grant Yenny, $5 saying Logan Paul really impressed me tonight. I, I think overshadowed by bigger developments tonight, but that was definitely one of tonight's biggest surprises. He's clearly doing something with the Miz, I think. I don't, yeah. Unless it was just one of those uh, Pete Rose deals where he just gets laid out every year. But, uh, he needs to be back. He's he's really good. Now he makes a ton of money. He made like 18 million from fighting Tyson last year. Uh so he's not going to be full time or anything, but bring him in like three times a year. Um you, you know, kind of like what you do with Pat McAfee or yeah. you could do like a Ronda Rousey schedule. Even though Rousey Rousey is pretty much full time right now. Uh Corey Trench $2 saying Cody opens the door for MJF and Wardlow for show. Uh, oh, that's MJF? I feel it's gonna be a while though. Well, MJF is not until 2024 that he'd be a free agent, yeah. but I th th that would be a no brainer. I could see Jade Cargill, I'm sure WWE would love to have her. Well, and T Smitty 3000 saying the same thing, five dollars saying Cody's presentation tie an awesome WWE sales pitch for AW wrestlers <laughs> like MJF, Jade, etc. I say let's wait two months and see how awesome yeah. that sales pitch seems. Yeah, it, let's get to SummerSlam, but 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 T Smitty's right. This is, I mean, how Cody is treated. If if, if Cody is still kept and being treated like a top guy and everything that he's pitched as he's coming back in is still there, and, and if he's got a happy morale. Then yeah, and in, and in the next six months, year, year and a half, two years, whatever, as as AEW people are coming up and they give him a call and say, hey, what's it actually like over there, you know? But yeah, if, if he again, if he's feuding for irrelevant IC or US titles by the fall, um, and they're cutting a commercial while his entrance is happening, um, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, this, this is a really big deal about how they treat him and how that the perception uh, as the door starts to swing the other way. Well, Stellar Justin Lopez and Cody is now my money in the bank pick think that might be a good spot for him sure yeah uh and then one more before we go back to the coverage marvin b buck 99 europeans saying great podcast by the way listen to it every day before work so there you go all 20 all 20 editions raj yeah, thank you yeah. thank you we really i really appreciate it thank you marvin yeah seriously it's been great man okay so i, I just gotta get one more because gotta be a lot of people i am actually shocked to the amount of interest in this new day fight club match uh, does it surprise you that there there's a demand for this 
Well, the New Day is an overact, so I guess people don't want to see New Day. I can see that. Yeah, but they've kind of done a variation of this match every week for like the last. Yeah. Well, I think also it's because WWE didn't say anything. Like they, they yeah. not even the commentary didn't even say like. I mean, they're not going to say we're running out of time, but they they would at least say you know, tune in tomorrow as we have the pre-show and see. Like, they didn't even so it, without any acknowledgments, it's like I could see fans wondering, especially all the confusion we've had going into this, anyways. Is Edge and AJ on night one or night two? Which matches on which night? So I could see people just getting confused. Like, do I have my information correct? Was it supposed to be tonight or is it tomorrow? Yeah. And they did cut promos for it on the pre-show. And Xavier had a a funny line where he he called Seamus Seamus Butch and and, uh, Ridge Holland. He called him Butch, Botch, and Bitch. (laughs) Uh, You know, I think we had a betting pool about how long until uh, Bitch got invoked with Butch. So... Yeah. There you go. Three weeks. Well, no, no. Bitch is Seamus. Oh. Butch keeps his name. And then Botch, which is, you know, Rich Holland. <laughs> they, they give Butch the dignity of keeping his name. <laughs> the other two do not. Um, there you go. Uh, oh, hey, look at that. I just hit 6,666 followers on Twitter. I was waiting for that to happen. And it finally yeah. did tonight. Uh, so Stephanie McMahon brought out Gable Stevenson to wave to the crowd. <laughs> there uh, i mean look the, the bar's there i mean he got a pop he didn't get booed um he didn't get booed well no but like when they're, when they're i mean we've seen this when they're hyping somebody this hard you know that's that's natural for the audience to resist against that but i mean this guy obviously he's a wrestler an, an, you know a two-time ncaa he's an olympian uh it's clear if you just read in the interviews that he's a fan it's not like they're taking somebody who's coming from football or whatever and they have to teach him what you know what pro wrestling is and what it means to be at work or whatever so you got a you got a good response so i thought with wrestlemania which can sometimes be some of the ficklest crowds if they want to be um that that was a good sign that he got yeah. cheered yeah it kind of reminds me of when they brought in mark henry because they were pushing mark henry before he really started training and uh you know based on his you know olympic you know uh credibility and uh the fans did not take to mark henry at first you know it took him getting into the system and trying out different gimmicks and everything um, before before he became a star. So they need to be careful with that because today's fans yeah. are a lot smarter. Well, we'll see. We'll see with Gable Stevenson how that how that all goes. What am I getting? Uh, multiple people now sending me the the GIF. Yeah. Uh, oh, WWE released a press release about Cody and it does not mention what doesn't it mention. I'm looking at this. Uh, yeah. Does not mention TNT champion. So interesting. Uh, did see what was it? B. I don't know if this was WWE proper, but BT sport WWE's partner in the UK did tweet out a parody of the all elite. Did you see that? No. Uh, Cody Rhodes is WWE. So that was on the official. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about when the show really kicked into high gear with Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch, a match that, you know, if I had to pick one to main event tonight, uh, aside from Stone Cold and Kevin Owens, this was the best traditional wrestling match I felt like we saw all evening. Becky getting the big entrance, Bianca getting a bigger entrance, Bianca winning back the title. Uh, this had a lot of great back and forth. This, was this the longest match of the night? Cody was pretty long. Yeah. 
but this didn't feel too long. Ronda and Charlotte felt too long. But Raj, what did you think of this match? I thought it was great. I thought this was, you know, to your point, it was. It felt like the first big match on the show. I mean, it, it was, uh, unless you're a big Logan Paul fan. And mm-hmm. I, and again, I'm not taking shots at Logan Paul. I thought he did fantastic. But uh, yeah, I thought this was. I thought this was great. I thought Bianca had to win with how the story had, had went. But I could easily seen them just because. Bianca cut Becky's hair last week, not wanting to make Becky look bad twice in a row that they could have had um, Bianca lose. But thank goodness they didn't. This made all the sense in the world. Bianca looked like a star. Becky was really good. I thought this match was, uh, it was, it was really good. I thought depending on between this Cody and Austin, uh, I'm sure if you ask everyone what their favorite was, you're going to get a third saying, each of these, you know, but for me so far, Bianca has had the best night, uh, the best match at a WrestleMania night two years in a row. Yeah, this made up for the Bianca squash at SummerSlam. You know, we got the competitive match here. As I said earlier, you know, Bianca surpassed Becky as a top baby face. That's obviously because they booked Becky as the heel. Uh, if she's wanted that, okay. Again, maybe it's a big picture thing, but this was really, really good. This was definitely the best of the two women's matches on the card. Yeah. Oh, and correction, it does mention the TNT Championship for Cody. It does not mention AEW by name in the press release, which is very interesting. It also lists the Ring of Honor World Champion, IWGP, six-man tag even. Interesting. Uh, No, look, I love this tonight. I mean, I'm a huge Becky Lynch stan, and I thought she came across really well. I think this is uh, the Definitely second in my mind to um, Sasha and Becky at TakeOver Unstoppable in terms of a great Becky match where she lost. I think uh, this tonight with Bianca is just absolutely fantastic. Not her best match ever, but definitely one, you know, top five, if not top ten. Yeah. Um, And very well placed on the card. I think the crowd really uh, just took off after this. Um. So Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes and boy, did they leave us hanging there with Seth in the ring waiting for the announcement of his opponent and Cody got to travel with his theme music. Yeah, he owns it. Very exciting. So surprise aside, Justin, what did you think of this match? And real quick, just real quick about the theme music thing. That's twice this year that we've seen it where we've never seen that before where Jeff Hardy is in AEW with his old theme music. And uh, now in WWE, you're you're seeing that. I mean, when else can you re, you know recall seeing that? Yeah, I mean, uh, so- yeah. I mean, Flair was able to come with the Space Odyssey when he came. But, back. but they had they remixed it. Like they didn't have him come with his original. They had a it. It was the same idea. Like Macho Man had the same pomp and circumstance idea, but it wasn't the exact same music. All they did yeah. when, when Flair came back in 03, all they did was just have add a woo at the very start of it, right? No, no. If you listen to the WWF version, uh, it's a lot like faster paced. Like it, oh. there's more going on, whereas the the NWA version <laughs> was from the movie. Okay. Well, I mean, with the Hardy stuff, they don't. I mean, WWE never even owned that. That was just the right. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, but, but it's. I mean, again, it's it's huge. It's huge. You can able to keep everything intact for Cody. Yeah. Um, it was a good match. It, it was you know it 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 was a nice. Nice, a nice build as it happened. They played off the crowd. You know, Seth's talking crap. You know, <laughs> I think he screams at one point, "Welcome back to the big leagues," and gives him a yeah. hard shot to the face. 
Cody, as we talked about, play, you know, gives a little acknowledgement to Stardust. As that was when people last saw him, his last rate in WrestleMania match in that in stadium as yeah. Stardust. Um, yeah, I mean, this this was really this was I mean, this this delivered. Everybody was thinking it was Cody. It was Cody, and then the match delivered. So, I don't think they could have done this any 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 bit better. Yeah, yeah, it was super competitive. We had a couple stats here uh, regarding the show, oh. the match lengths. Uh, Cody Seth was 21 minutes and 30 seconds. Charlotte and Ronda was 18:20, but it felt like three hours. It felt way longer. <laughs> and then Austin Owens was 14. So, um, yeah. So it longest match of the night, but um, I thought it was great. It, it you know, the the crowd popped huge for Cody when he first came out. I mean, that reaction was gigantic. So they kind of calmed down for a bit. So the beginning of the match was actually a little slow. They felt yeah. like it took them a little bit to get the crowd back into it. But once they did, I mean, they were firing on all, on all engines. There were a couple, a couple points where I don't know if Cody was a little overwhelmed, but there were a couple spots where like he, he was trying to bridge, couldn't quite do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a couple things like that here and there that I noticed. And I, I just felt like that was probably more butterflies or, uh, you know, just being, you know, a little overwhelmed by the situation. But outside of that, it was it was great, and then, and then him finishing with the dusty elbows, yeah, uh, I thought that was awesome touch. A wild Issa has appeared in the chat. Ah, hey, Issa, she's still there. She's still there. Issa, are you still in the parking lot? <laughs> well, you should phone in and be our woman on the scene, reporting <laughs> on the energy in the Uber line at uh, AT and T Stadium. Dallas, yeah, Dallas. At least there's stuff around there where that you could go to at AT and T. Yeah. Yeah, you can you, you can walk you can to walk. walk to bars and stuff like that outside of the parking okay. lot. MetLife is terrible. MetLife yeah. is a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so um Seth versus Cody. Look, Cody could have come out and cheap shit. This could have been the equivalent of Becky Bianca, and the crowd would have ate it up. Becky Bianca at SummerSlam. I think just seeing Cody was enough, but this was a great homecoming for him, and it was nice to see that uh after all the speculation. This is kind of dangerous territory, though, because like the CM Punk thing, like the Daniel Bryan thing, like the Adam Cole thing, and now WWE has done this with Cody, this is going to be more evidence of how fans work themselves into a corner with their fantasy booking, believing something is going to happen. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. It was well uh, done. It was simple. And they, oh, yeah. didn't, they didn't overdo it. Issa sent you the link. So just so she knows. Yeah. Leo Chiricello, Canadian 699, that's like five bucks American, has said uh, Cody has confirmed he has his own bus for the road in a multi-year deal and a different contract from others on the wrestling uh, ringer pod. Every- what was everybody getting this uh, this embargoed Cody pre-interview? <laughs> I guess uh, WWE and their relationship with the ringer and Spotify just keeps keeps paying off. Yeah. Um, yeah the variety interview dropped uh, during as the match. match was going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it, dro- it dropped at a... Uh... 10.01 Eastern is when Cody's music hit and the article went up at 10.03. Yeah. <laughs> by and the way, the WWE shop tweet for with the new Cody here is like 10.04. Yeah. By the way, uh, Cody telling everyone about how he has a different contract is going to go over really well for <laughs> locker room morale. Yeah. Be sure to keep pointing out how you have a different, better contract than everyone else. He'll be dressing. He'll be dressing on his bus. That doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Uh, Scotty B buck 99 saying, will a bar manage Wardlow in WWE? The phone rings. (laughs) 
how did how did he do when you you managed him? You managed him, right? Or were you just? Uh... Yeah, no, I managed him from the start of his, for the first four years of his career, for his first matches. Um, okay. I, I, he was an incredibly fast learner. He never talked much because, and that was me being with him. So like we 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 worked, you know, a couple times a month for four years straight. Did he um, win those matches? That's yeah, he, he the, actually went. He went on. He he was undefeated for two and a half years. Okay, all right. So um, you got a you got a track record then. And yeah. AEW didn't even make a call. There was no discussion about like, well, hey, no, you know. Here's what's funny, actually. Uh, this is public at this point, so I'm not yeah. like. So he, I mean, well, yeah, he had a great run on the indie scene and was undefeated and whatever. And like, he was a fast learner. Like his, like his, like twenty first match was like against like Robbie E. And like Robbie even said, like, dude, like you wrestle like you like. He worked against guys that had some credibility, or whatever. But the funny thing was. Warlow went down to the PC. He was actually featured uh, in, when they did the whole undercover boss with the Stephanie McMahon. Oh, yeah, yeah. It didn't make the final cut to, I think it was CBS that did that. Um, but he was one of the one of the trainees that, like, got into a room with this woman under disguise, whatever, whatever, and then it ends up being revealed that's her. You know, it was like Dan Aykroyd and nothing but trouble. You know, he, all of a sudden he's, you know, I knew Glenn <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, it didn't make it to the final air. But that, but like, so like, what the point being is like, WWE had an open chance to grab this guy, and they felt no, wow. we're gonna take these other five guys from this class. So, yeah, crazy. Sure they regret that right now. Yeah. Isa on the scene in Dallas, Texas. Oh, look in the part. Okay, Raj, you do it. I'm you not touching it. There, there we go. Howdy, partners. <laughs> Howdy, ma'am. Hi, guys. What's going on? Oh, you know, my hat is all bent. One. I might be a little drunk, but I'm here. <laughs> I don't even think you need to say that, Issa. I think we could have just inferred, oh. you know. At, at a WrestleMania in Dallas, if you're not drunk, I'd be disappointed. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's what I thought too, right? Um, but yeah, no, I had. I actually thought night one was a lot of fun. Um, the crowd was super hot tonight. It was. It was. I mean, it's WrestleMania. How can you not be excited for WrestleMania? Did yeah. you see your cameos on the screen? What? You're, yeah, you oh, had a yeah. reaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you guess, were I guess in a couple of the... Bianca Belair yeah. in the video package. Yeah, my phone started blowing up, and I'm like, what is happening? And then I just looked up in my face, because I showed it at the at the arena as well, and I'm like, oh, there's me and my dog. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So how was yeah. the energy? How was the energy there in the stadium? I think people were very excited. There was a lot of families. There was a lot of families. There was a lot of first-time WrestleMania. Everybody that I talked to, it was like their first WrestleMania. So I always get excited for people to get to experience it for the first time because you guys know it's just larger than life. And I personally thought there was a lot of things that went on tonight that stole the show that I wasn't even looking forward to. Really? It it ended up being a lot of fun. Yeah, I really, those first three matches, I didn't really have a lot of interest in and I ended up really, really enjoying them. Isa, were people surprised that it was Cody? Because I saw House, I saw Nick Houseman's tweet. Nick Houseman, who, who obviously works for Wrestling Inc. and uh, I don't, Raj, what's his title? Uh, de- de- uh, managing editor. Okay, yeah. so so Nick was there, but he, and he tweeted something that he he stepped out of the press box just right. when when the Seth thing happened, and he said that like something like he was like saying to people like, "Oh, who do you think it's going to be?" And they're like making guesses, and he kept saying, "Oh, I think it's Cody. I think it's Cody." Like he was saying basically the IWC bubble is very small. Uh, it is very get, small. It is very small. There were some people. Yeah, there were some people in there that had no idea. They had no okay. idea who it was. There was a, and like I said, I was sitting around around a lot of families and the kids didn't know, you know, who it was going to end up being. But a lot of people were expecting Shane McMahon. Some people were asking like saying Bray Wyatt. And I'm like, where the hell have you guys been? You guys not use the internet? <laughs> like what? <laughs> Nick, yeah, Nick was tweeting saying 
Nick was tweeting saying that based upon the Undertaker's tag on a speech last night about Never Say Never, that people thought it was going to be Taker. Yeah, oh. there was even on Twitter, you were getting a lot of Taker. You were getting a lot of Shane was the biggest one I was seeing. And, yeah, uh, Shane, everybody was saying Shane. I was doing a live stream quickly, like right before the show went off from outside the arena. And I was asking people and everybody was like, oh, it's going to be Shane. And I'm like, guys, it's going to be Cody. Like, it's known. You guys know that it's known, right? <laughs> like, you should have like, been handing out. A lot of people. A lot of people didn't know like what Cody has been up to. That, that was the shocker fact. You should have been handing out wrestling business cards at that point. <laughs> well, I, was business. Out my, I was handing out my business card, but they do have wrestling internet, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to go over some of these matches with us? We got like, I think we got like, what, three more? No, two more. Two yeah. More I mean, I, I didn't get stuck in traffic. Everybody else is stuck. Apparently, I left early enough. I like to go. <laughs> <laughs> really so how was the energy for ronda rousey versus charlotte flair and the response uh, to charlotte was, retaining there was a fight that broke out in the crowd and everybody really? was more into that fight that into the actual match <laughs> going on so if you guys heard like we i don't know how it came off on tv but if you hear like a weird chanting and this and that it was because it was like a huge fight it was like multi-people brawl going on in the section so everybody was just staring this way Wow. <laughs> so people were uh, it, it was it was quite distracting actually. But people were actually rooting for Ronda and yeah. I, 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 a lot of people were not very happy with the result, which I tend to agree. I think for WrestleMania don't book a match like you would on Raw. You're going to let Charlotte win and let her beat her clean. Like I didn't like the shenanigans. I never liked those kind of finishes out of WrestleMania. The ending felt like the referee whispered to them, "We got to go home." And like they just yeah. <laughs> it, it really was so abrupt. And then, yeah. and then prior, to, and then prior to that, which I think this was a real because Corey Graves and them were trying to cover it on commentary. Or uh, no, no, Pat McAfee was trying to cover it on commentary. Mm-hmm. Charles Robinson, the referee, hit three, but Charlotte yeah. had her foot on the rope. And, like, like it was just a. Biz- and then after that, Robinson takes a bump. Like I mean, it was really bizarre the way they ended that whole match. Yeah, yeah. it was very confusing, and people people didn't seem to like it. And people were, I there was one, when they were watching the real fight going on behind us, they were like begging for Charlotte to tap. So yeah. Ronda had a pretty, pretty big following in the crowd. The crowd really liked her. And I saw a lot of Ronda Rousey merch walking around today. Oh, yeah. Raj, 13 uh, time world champion for Charlotte Flair. Does WWE need to now start watching her losses and recaptures of that title? Because does it get ridiculous if in less than 10 years she's going to surpass her father's record? Well, I think the point is to have mm-hmm. her surpass her father's record. I think they want that. I th- This was the one finish that surprised me. I thought R- yeah. Rousey was winning yeah. this for sure. And, uh, you know, I, the only other one I got wrong when I did my picks earlier was uh, Logan and Miz. I thought uh, the Mysterios would win. And then uh, the, I thought Logan Paul was going to take out the Miz. Uh, but, you know, that was one that it doesn't matter either way. This one was one that matters. And I was really surprised with this finish. Uh yeah, I thought for sure Rousey was winning. So, yeah. um, my guess is this chase continues, and but I, it shouldn't. Like this, 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 this field was not. I don't know. I don't think it was the hottest field going no, into WrestleMania. So I thought they were just gonna let Ronda go over and let's just move on. And it would have been nice to have two brand new champions on these shows and maybe have new contenders for their for them to face. You know, you never know who could be returning. You have Asuka still MIA. You have Bailey. I think it would have been fun to see two new champions go against mm-hmm. newer new faces again, but that one shocked me. And both Charlotte and Ronda are incredibly gifted in their own way and their own style of fighting, yet they have zero chemistry in the yeah. ring. No, th- th- this it felt like this match, they were moving so fast. 
Yeah. They they were moving fast. Like that, that's always like a thing. Like if if two people aren't in sync, like they start moving fast. Like they were moving so fast, and at first I was like, oh, maybe they're trying to make this feel authentic, like a real fight, like when you are right. frantic, just trying to survive. Right. But then I was like, no, this just feels like they're not on the same page at all. Yeah. And and like and like Rasha, like he said, I kind of wavered all week. I was like, well, Ronda came back. Surely she came back for the whole point. If she's going to Mania, she's going to win the title back. Right. But then I was like. Yeah, I'm not connecting with the story. It doesn't feel like it's firing all cylinders. So the fact they had Charlotte win this, I mean, I'm wondering, is are things you know simpatico right now between Charlotte and the office, or between Ronda and the office? Mm. She, I mean, she was advertised for Money in the Bank, um, but again, that was who. I, I don't think anything's changed. I think maybe this was just a creative this decision. And I forget, do have they been doing the post mania drafts the last couple of years, or is now is it all in October? Uh, they, we only did one, right? Yeah. I think we only seen one. They, they used to do a superstar shakeup, remember? <laughs> right. Ever, ever since having yeah. Raw and SmackDown on separate networks, they've been doing it at the start of the fall, so they can hit the fall right. season. Fall season, right? Yeah. Know. So they're so so it's not like Rousey's being drafted to Raw, and I, I agree. Like her and Charlotte do not have any chemistry, and no. keeping this feud going is not the way to go. No. No, I the, agree. The high point of this match is when it seemed like they were legitimately trying to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, um, it was. It was. And people people really did get into that, but there was people in the crowd legitimately trying to beat the shit out of each other, too. So. And that moonsault tonight with Charlotte, that was the moonsault into the backflip, into the, like, that was, yeah, that was just bad. Yeah, there was a, it was, it was a lack of chemistry between the two of them. I felt that too with the Cody and Seth on the beginning, but then they yeah. just picked up and the match ended up being great. But at the beginning, maybe it was the moment or maybe it was, you know, what was going on. But at first I was like, uh oh, this is not going the way that we thought, but you know, they ended up killing it. Yeah, every time Char- the exact same thing. Every time Charlotte misses that, that moonsault, by the way, I love always hearing commentaries, different explanations of why it happened. Right. Oh, <laughs> it, Rhonda's been scouting and watching tape. Oh, the the lunar pool of this April moon in Dallas just uh, swayed the ring. Like it's, it's, the cover yeah. up is, is is insane. I have to go back and listen. I I, I didn't have to deal with that. Tonight, Ma- McAfee basically. McAfee tried to cover that. I mean, and I'm not knocking Pat. I think Pat's great. Pat tried yeah. to cover that, and then when Ro- when Charles Robinson hit the three, um, Pat's like, I wish more referees would do this in real sports. Own up to your mistakes, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that bump that Charles Robinson took looked nasty, hitting the back of his head. Yeah, uh, yeah. when he flew there, and that that was one of the better spots in the match. Um, but yeah, I'm Charlotte retaining. Sure, I, I don't want to see Ronda go to Raw and take that title off Bianca after tonight. I think her and Bianca could have a great feud if sure, Rousey's yeah. the heel. But yes, Bianca should not be losing that anytime soon. Bianca should be made at this point. Bianca needs to go over Asuka, Charlotte, Rhonda. She needs like one more just to solidify her position at this point. But I don't think yeah. it's going to be Rhonda. Yeah. Um. So the main event tonight, the KO show, Kevin Owens out there inviting Stone Cold Steve Austin. They did not build this as a match, but Kevin Owens got him out there, challenged him to a match. Owens accepted the match. And it uh, started with Austin ragdolling Kevin around, Kevin selling like hell for him. Um, but then the point, I think Austin got thrown into the ring post. They went out into the crowd. He took a bump on concrete. And then this was on. This was a real match. Issa, were people surprised that one, this match actually happened and it wasn't just the KO show appearance? And were they surprised how much Stone Cold actually participated in this? 
I think people were expecting a match once they said it was going to be the main event. Some of the conversations that I've had with people in the crowd along with what I could hear was people were saying, well, it has to leave into a match for it to close the night. So I think the match was expected, but I think people expected a squash match. I don't think anybody yeah. expected it to go for as long as it did and to see so much offense and defense from both guys. Props to Kevin Owens. Like the selling that Kevin Owens did, he made Stone Cold look incredible tonight. It was the energy in the building for this, for Stone Cold coming out. It just never gets old, but it was just a different kind of vibe tonight. Just knowing that we might get to see him wrestle, whether that happened or not, but you could yeah. feel the energy. And Kevin Owens did such an amazing job at rallying the crowd, just waiting for that glass chatter to, to kick in. It was absolutely incredible. But yeah, everybody thought it was going to be a match, but I think what people expected was, I'm going to hit a stunner, one, two, three, and it's over kind of match. Not what we got. We got a three. We got, it was 15 minutes, I think. Yeah. And and then the verbal exchange before that was probably 15 minutes. So yeah. this was the longest, you know, start to finish segment on the show. And I thought I thought Kevin Owens more than held his own. He he was fantastic in there, you know, when they were verbally jousting. I thought he did great uh, with Austin, who's the best promo guy probably in the history of the company. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I loved everything about this. I, I thought the the promo leading up to it was great. I thought Owens was hilarious. Um, and then once it started, it was, it's, you know, it's not a five-star classic or whatever, you know, people want to, if you, if you're rating on moves and things, things like that, but as far as a fun match that the crowd is into the whole time and that you're into, and if anyone who's a fan in the nineties seeing Austin in action again, I thought everything just clicked and I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, and what? at the end of the day, you know, I mean, Austin's probably not on Raw this Monday. You know, it's probably, you know, whatever. At the end of the day, you still, like, you know, Kevin Owens got some chops in, but Kevin Owens still got the distinguished uh, award to say he's the last man to get to be in a WrestleMania main event and go and slug for slug with Austin in Dallas. So, like, Owens has been elevated out of this. So, I mean, like, every, every everybody yeah. won. Everybody won. It's weird for the bad rap that the NXT strategy, the Triple H employed of bringing in indie guys for the bad rap that appears to have gotten and they're not going forward. does seem like it did produce a lot of stars. They're currently getting these big moments and opportunities. So it's interesting that they're changing it up so much now with their view of NXT. Right. Agreed. I, I was uh, just so happy for Kevin Owens. I know he tweeted that video earlier and yeah, just seeing that. him kind of like out of character, just talking about how much this meant to him. Just make you just feel so happy for the guy, even though I was booing him ridiculously. I was still so happy for him. <laughs> I can't wait to see the uh, the twenty four seven on the network to see the behind the scenes of Cody to see Austin's prep for this. I mean, I, I can't wait no. to see the behind the behind the behind the scenes for this night one alone is is, is going to be fascinating. I I'll tell you what, though, night two has a challenge on their hands. I thought night one was going to be kind of mellow, this and that, but it was. I had a blast, and I'm like night two. I mean, we have some matches in the car for tomorrow that are supposed that are going to be incredible, most likely. But night one delivered way more than what I anticipated. And I know you guys already covered it, but Bianca and Becky stole the show. The crowd oh, yeah. loved that match. They love every second of it. They were into it the entire time. It was just absolutely incredible. At one point, everybody was just rooting for either one of them. That's how yeah. good the match was. It was yeah. awesome. I mean, could you imagine if the New Day Fight Club match had happened in between? Those last three matches. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> the last no. four. I mean, I think Issa, it was Issa, Issa wouldn't be coherent if that's if that <laughs> dragged on. 
Well, I think it was positioned <laughs> to be the cooldown match. You know how they would always do the cooldown match before the the main event, right. but it's it worked out way better the way they did it. Yeah. Um, hell of a night tonight. It's going to be interesting to see how this is tomorrow. Isa, how exhausted are you after being there for Stand and Deliver live this morning or this afternoon, and then WrestleMania night one? And how was the getting over to the uh, today, stadium? Today's been today's been my slowest day this weekend. I've wow. been all over the place. Yesterday was fun. Yesterday and the day before, I was at GCW shows until like four a.m. So today, today's a slow night. I'm how was the energy in the arena for Tony D'Angelo's victory at Stand and Deliver today? I mean, it was absolutely incredible when I'm talking about my energy. I was excited. Of course, then you hear Triple H music hits and everything changes from there. Like, I've got to give props to Champa, though. Like, the way that that man can always get you invested in his matches, the yeah. way that he tells a story in the ring is absolutely incredible. I did have to leave right after that, so I didn't get to be there for the main event because I had a tailgate to go to. You know, priorities, alcohol and food were included, so I had to go to the tailgate. But... um. But I thought Tony D'Angelo and Champa was a fun match, and people people were rooting for Champa. So our guy, I was there. I was giving energy for for the Tuesday night cruise. Line. Don't worry. Good, good, good to hear. We're going to talk about Stand Deliver Tuesday. We didn't really cover it tonight. Uh, we got some super chats here. Uh, Brian Cyrus, five dollars. Real, Stone real Cold, quick, real yeah, quick uh, right before we get to the super chats, uh, they did confirm next year that. WrestleMania in LA is going to be two uh, two days. So April first yeah. and April second. So Madcap Moss, I'm throwing down the gauntlet for night one of WrestleMania on April Fool's Day. You need to come up with an epic joke oh, to no. play on the crowd at the show. Please Very important. Uh, Isa, we learned something earlier tonight that Raj Giri thinks Madcap Moss is hilarious. I, I think some of his stuff is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you correct him. I think his delivery is hilarious. And I do uh, find myself laughing at his jokes more than I should. <laughs> I, I, I laughed at his jokes when he did the Drew McIntyre accent. I thought he did a good job with that. <laughs> I, actually, and, um, I actually thought that match was a lot of fun. And that was a match that I cared nothing about. And I thought that Corbin and McIntyre were quite entertaining and put on a great match. Yeah. And I'm a father of two dad jokes. You know, that this happens to us. <laughs> At this age, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. So, Ryan saying if Stone Cold's willing to do one more match, him versus Brock at next year's Mania, that's the biggest thing he could do. I don't think Stone Cold wants to take those F5s. Yeah, why are you uh, wishing that on the man? Like, he looked good yeah. tonight. Let him, let him go out like that. I mean, if you ask Brock if he'll do a match with Stone Cold and don't do F5s, I'm sure he, he would. He would skip it, but yeah, yeah, I don't think Austin would have the kind of match he'd want with with Brock. So I, I don't see it happening. But I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't see it happening. That is the biggest money. That or Austin versus Goldberg because nostalgia. Goldberg. That's the biggest. That's the biggest money. And like right. Brock's a fan of Austin. It's the one that got away from them. Brock. People say Brock looks vicious, but he actually is a pro in terms of taking care of guys. The F5 yeah. is not what I'm worried about. The F5 is just a face bump for Austin going down. It's the Germans that you Germans, worry about yeah. with his yeah. neck. That's yeah. what you worry about. Um, so it's like, how do you tell Brock, okay, do this match, but you can't do any suplex city spot spots. That's that's where I think the problem yeah. would become. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marvin B saying, hey, from France, we're at 645 in the morning. Cool. Great night one. What a match between Beck and Bianca. What an entrance. What a performance. Yes. So good. That was really so good. Incredible. Thanks, Marvin. 
Stacy Yedock, 499. Yednock, pardon me. Can we tip our hat to the Undertaker's Hall of Fame speech last night? I'm looking forward to going and watch that. Alfred put in my head TED Talk from Hell. I need to set that aside and go through and watch. I just need to listen to it and not look. It's because he has it's because he has the headset mic, which like like Vince has always been a stickler. When they used to do the Hall of Fame on the on the stage, they would have the mic go up and down to adjust for people's height. And like so, it was smart they have this for Taker. He's so tall, and he could walk around and be animated. But yeah, it does look like he's Steve Jobs getting ready to unveil like the next like <laughs> Apple product. Did, I, 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 I missed the other. It. I missed the yeah, other speeches right. that that night. They didn't do it for any of the others, right? It was just Taker. No, the others had a podium. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they had the podium for Taker too, but he and and the podium was terrible for some of the others because like like especially when they had like Vader's son and his wife, his wife standing over here, and like she like she's way off of the mic i mean i remember thinking to myself like oh why do they have this set up like this like it was no it's okay i was just saying i got to be there live for that undertaker speech and there was there was people crying there was a lot of emotions i was sitting right by where you could see the superstars and just watching them taking takers words it was it was quite an experience it was one of my favorite hall of fame speeches i've heard mm-hmm. yeah Jared Wilson saying WWE missed a trick not selling the stained hobo Corbin shirt. <laughs> <laughs> At some point you figure out the one you're getting is not authentic. <laughs> uh, let's see. Jim Viviano, 499 saying, Justin, you would know better than anybody here. Will Wardlow be on the mania card one day? And for that matter, or for that matter, MJF. I mean, you never say never. Wardlow's an extremely loyal guy. So I'm sure that he's going to want to, you know, but he's going to want to, you know, give AEW the best shot, but you can never say never. I mean, I think I said earlier, Warlow was once at the PC, W missed their spot. MJF wants yeah. to tough enough, missed the spot. Like, you know, everybody, you know, you, AEW is so new. None of these guys and girls grew up. They all grew up dreaming about WrestleMania because right. yeah. double, double or nothing wasn't a thing. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's impossible to not have that little bit of love in your heart of like, oh, I could go actually, you know, but who knows? It's hard to say. But yeah, yeah no, I'm sure he'll have an opportunity. If he wants to take that check, kids don't dream uh, about playing in the CFL championships <laughs> as a child. You know, uh, I am D nice. Good reference. Uh, $5 saying WrestleMania night one was proof. The big spots and blood in every match isn't necessary. Like what other companies do. WrestleMania night one was fun and entertaining. It was, it really was. And the yeah. blood is going to come tomorrow from Roman and Brock. Yeah. They use it sparingly, like a like a garnish. Uh, Brandon Hall, twenty dollars, saying, "Great first night of Mania tonight. The Ronda versus Charlotte to me was not that great, as well as Drew versus Corbin, but otherwise great show. Fights broke out. So was it multiple fights during the Ronda match? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like a whole. I think maybe maybe that's why they rushed the match. They probably thought it was going to form a riot or something, and they were like, listen, let's finish <laughs> this match right now because something's going down over there.' They even had the camera crew." like buy it and i don't know if they were just trying to get footage of the people that were involved in it they might be used later on but they had like camera guys over there like recording the whole thing maybe it'll be in the documentary justin i don't know but i tell you it was like a whole section fighting during that fight it gets worked into the cody 24 yeah. 7. it's like half fans with aew merchandise on fighting WWE merchandise people it's like in the ronda versus charlotte match though that's that's interesting yeah well, at that point, alcohol has been served. At that it point, al- they're, getting ready, they're, getting ready to, they're getting ready to cut off the alcohol sales. Yeah, there were huge heated debates about less filling versus taste great. I mean, it was really, really uh, a nightmare. They were selling alcohol until pretty late. They were, really? I mean, I wouldn't know. But yeah, yeah, they were because I got up after Cody and yeah, after Ronda and Charlotte, they were still selling alcohol. Thank oh. you, at and Stadium. Appreciate you. <laughs> 
Well, Brian Barry in New Orleans yeah. last time they ran out of alcohol yeah. and food. Oh, they ran out of the frozen margaritas that I was drinking, but there was plenty of beer. Yeah. Brian Barry asking who should win between Edge and AJ tomorrow night. Edge. AJ. Got got to establish this new heel act from Edge. Yeah, yeah, oh, and I think if he's if he's introducing this new group, uh, that's where they introduce themselves. And so where's that, that rumor? Oh, yeah. Where's that rumor at? I keep I keep hearing this rumor. That was from Fightful. So oh, okay. yeah, I think it's legit. So Damian Priest, it seems like, is one of the guys pegged for that group. So right. yeah, um, yeah, I think. I mean, you could have it where Edge loses and then forms the group on on Raw. Or it ends on a DQ. Yeah. Because all these guys come in to beat up AJ or whatever. I can't, I don't think you could end that match on a DQ at WrestleMania yeah, just because it's, you know, it's so anticipated. Is it yeah. like a new brood or is it supposed to be like Edge with the Edge heads and Hawk and <laughs> the Like brood. what, what, like what type of it? Like, is it gothic or is it like what? No, I think about? it's Ed, whatever Edge's new gimmick is. I haven't completely figured it out. It's kind of a cross between the brood and just crazy uncle, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> your crazy vampire uncle uh, make it happen uh, Adam Sotokyo super chat saying Raj take my money and have a few drinks need heal sugar daddy Raj so, <laughs> alright that uh, sounds good night two yeah. we'll do it Yes. Uh, like tomorrow night that's right oh. yeah Corey Trench two dollars saying Cody opens the door for MJF and Wardlow for show I think we read that one earlier uh, Huffman Elite Training saying Cody will be feuding with Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin performing a random tag team with R-Truth of the Miz or maybe even working with Titus O'Neil I no. don't think it's going to go that poorly for the kid I don't think so either if WWE wants to get some more people to come over to this side they have to book Cody Rhodes strong I don't think they want another company showing that they could make someone a star bigger than they can either you know so with that in mind isa are roman's days numbered no <laughs> he can go for what is that ricochet hanging out somewhere he can go for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> marvin b saying cody versus randy orton legacy showdown i could see I that like happening that. absolutely yeah. Terry Allen Jr. saying on the WWE YouTube interview, Bianca's left eye is swollen. So hopefully she's doing okay. Yeah, uh, she she took that one. Uh, the, those were the the feet to the face, right? The boots. Oh, the that's face. right. Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be a, a moonsault. Or no, it was supposed to be a swanton. And uh, yeah, it ended up catching her feet. Uh, Corey Trench is saying, Mania 39 in LA, are we going? Let's get, let's get through this Mania first. <laughs> It's tough for me, uh, but Issa goes. Yeah, Issa has been doing a fantastic job for us. Nick Hausman's out there, uh, several others, but someone needs to be here at, at Mission Control. So it's true, Raj. You in years past have gone to Mania and then flown home for Mania itself, but I guess with two days now, that really wouldn't make sense. Right. I, I fly right. home on Saturday, so I'm here yeah. for Mania. And uh, but yeah, now with the two nights, and there's not that much media stuff going on before that. You know, there is that Friday, but eh, it's going out for one day. Grant Yenny with the point saying the big deal surrounding the number of title wins has always been silly. You win it 16 times. That means you lost it 15 times. I always agree. I don't, I would always, as a kid, I'd say Hogan being a, a two time WWF champion was more impressive than Flair being, you know, whatever he was 11 times at that point. Yeah, you have to think about it. Like, look at, for example, Bobby Lashley recently. He just went through two runs, and they don't seem very significant. And you look at Roman Reigns with a almost 600-something days reign. Now, that, to me, is more impressive. I think long reigns are more impressive than 
quality, quality over quantity. Yeah. Issa wants you to go the distance, not just repetitive. Win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. Jack, Jack <laughs> says, Yara Siempre. Issa, I had to look that up to make sure it was nothing dirty. Uh, <laughs> before putting it on the air. What does that mean? Uh, forever. Forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony wants to know how quick until the fans turn on Cody. I turned right away. I mean, I popped for the entrance, but then I was running for set. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Cody could make a great heel, though. And, yeah. you know, he felt like he was John Cena in AEW, where he couldn't turn heel. And he's not that in WWE. So I don't think he'd have a problem turning heel. I'm very yeah. invested to see what they do with him. Maybe on Raw, whenever he shows up and speaks on the mic, I want to see exactly how he's going to be booked moving forward. Um, Marvin wants to know how to book Becky versus Ronda in Mania next year. I don't think that's a guarantee, Marvin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah who knows? A, lot of, a lot of question marks with both of them at the moment. Ronda has just not looked happy during this run. Like she, she hasn't looked like she's enjoying herself. Like she looked like she came back. And once she's back, she's like, meh. So who knows if she'll if she'll be there by by this point next year? And there's yeah. so many there's so many big shows between now and Mania that they might mm-hmm. have to utilize or tap her out with. Or between Money in the Bank and then SummerSlam in the same month, and then they're gonna, they're probably going to do what the UK show, the Stadium UK show, it's in mm-hmm. Labor Day week. <clears throat> and yeah. you know, they're going to go to Saudi in October for TLC. Uh, you should have Rumble. I mean, like there are so many big shows that like. The, the 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 assumption, Marvin, that 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 Ronda is going to be in a marquee title match come next year's Mania is is not there at all. Yeah, Becky versus Ronda last year would have been huge, but I feel like or this uh, year. Well, well, I mean, like I feel like I feel like Becky's lost a little bit of uh, you know, since she turned baby. I mean, uh, since she turned heel. Like I feel like she's I, not quite quite yeah, the, yeah but if you would have i mean i guess the SummerSlam thing would always just hang on on the back of our heads but if maybe sasha would have been able to perform and you have becky return as the man baby face and then you have ronda come back and win the rumble and call her out as a heel this this feud really could have been something else mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i feel like becky's got bigger picture perspective now i feel like she's doing this for her she doesn't have to focus and make you know she's got a kid now like this isn't everything that it once was to her and so now she wants to have fun with it so does Rhonda. Rhonda had a kid in september yeah. maybe she maybe she's having second guess about is this worth being on the road for right right yeah well it's interesting um so uh anthony five dollar super chat saying little thing i noticed when austin gave that first super uh, suplex on this ramp snapped right up like he did 20 years ago it was great to see ko was amazing too i mean yeah. look i say this as a husky gentleman myself i'm shocked that stone cold wanted to lift kevin owens and do that yeah Dude, austin took way more bumps than i was expecting in this match and was way more physical um you could tell he he put everything he he could into it and i thought i thought he looked fantastic yep no yeah. absolutely for 57 years old geez yeah i mean obviously he didn't take a shirt off but if, if you look just look the way he walked <laughs> if you look at his face he doesn't look like he aged much i mean he he looked right yeah. Right. And a lot of people in the crowd were pointing that out when he came out and, and they were doing the, the close-ups while Kevin Owens was stalking Smash. He just looked like he looked like Stone Cold. Like yeah. it didn't feel like old Stone Cold or he's not gonna be able to pull up this match. Yeah. Like right. he showed up looking like he was ready to whoop ass and he, he did. Yeah, he was not being a parody of himself. He was right. still exactly. kicking ass. Exactly. So tomorrow night, 
how do they top this? Like uh, I said, they, yeah, they got they got to they got to make things that happen, whether it's Edge and new group, whatever. You got to do things that like storyline wise make impact to where you're like, I got to tune in on Raw because there's some stuff that's going to happen on Raw that's going to carry over from this. Well, don't you think the Cody promo on Raw alone is going to give them a pretty hefty ratings bump? No, no guarantee it's on Raw. What, what? Maybe, maybe it holds off to SmackDown. Oh, I thought he was going to Raw. I, I don't know. No, right. Um, but even then, I don't. Again, I don't know. If, <laughs> I, I think the first weekend Cody will be a ratings draw, just because yeah. it's it's new. I don't know how that sustains unless you put him in something useful. Mm. You see that with almost anyone they bring in. Uh, Outside of Roman and Brock, they don't really have people that move ratings that often. And so, surprisingly, the Miz does. Uh, his segments always seem to do well. But uh, yeah, yeah. But this Raw on Monday, I mean, there's so much. It, it's a it's a clean slate. Veer's coming. Veer is coming. Gable, Gable Stevenson's in town. Braun Breaker. Who knows if he's yeah. if he's going to be on the show? Uh, you know, all these NXT guys. La Knight. I gotta think he's. He's heading to the main roster. He seems way overdue. Um, Tommaso Ciampa. So yeah, it's it's an exciting uh, it's an exciting next couple of days. And I think I think Roman and Brock is going to kill it. I think that's going to be awesome. Me too. It has to be. It has to live up to the hype because obviously they have made it clear that it's personal and they're coming out for blood. So I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of physicality in that match. And I think Edge and AJ, whether this table gets you know, introduce or not, I think they could put on a really good match as well. I think tomorrow's going to be fun. I just, this night ended up being incredible. And yeah, Lashley really. versus Omos is also kind of interesting. Like, is that much? Let's, and let's, let's not. <laughs> well, forget. like, do you have Omos, do you have Omos lose? Yeah. Or, they, not necessarily the match itself, but who wins? Right. And so, yeah, yeah. no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> and let's not forget, let's not forget, we could see Vince tomorrow. He's got his boy, Austin Theory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are those are the four main ones, and then it's you know? kind of like, like do, I said, a lot of TV matches that could be on. TVs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Does Vince does Vince make it out there in, in Austin's corner? Like, does Shane come out and get in Pat's corner? Like, I mean, there's a lot of things that are like out there that are like, yeah, that could be something else. That's mm-hmm. yeah. no Sasha that's... Banks should be in something higher profile than the tag. <laughs> you know, Raj. I was convinced her and Naomi were going to have a great Mania win, and then they won their match last night on SmackDown, and I was just like, oh, good Lord, by the Raj prediction algorithm, (laughs) they're not going over tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah. It's actually funny because I went against Raj rules because I felt like, well, she didn't win the match, but I felt Charlotte's promo was very strong last night on SmackDown, Hmm. probably one of her best. And that's when I was like, because I was 100% sure Ronda was winning until that promise yeah. from Charlotte last night. I was like, oh, no. I was like, Ronda's <laughs> not winning this. <laughs> uh, Alan Jones, $5, saying AJ Styles versus Stone Cold at some point, maybe Super Showdown. Leave Stone Cold alone. He came back one time, you guys. Come on. He just wanted to sell some beer. Yeah, right. Let him go, man. Let him go peddle some more beer. Let me. Sell some more beer. Like, he might be so sore right now. We're over here like booking matches let, for him. Like, let him on. have Cody Rhodes on the Broken Skull sessions. Yes. You can do that tell-all interview. Let's just let him be, all right? You know, when Shawn Michaels came back, that match with Triple H, that was what, 2001, I think, or 2002? Yeah. Uh, that was supposed to be a one-off. Like he he thought his career was done. He was doing a one off, but after he did that match, he said he felt great, and then he's around for another, you know, 
eight eight years or whatever it was. So, well, to be fair, Sean was also like forty when that happened. Too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> but I'm but I'm saying if Austin feels good after this week, I can see him doing like being like Saudi Arabia. You give me three million to wrestle Goldberg. Screw it. All right. No, I, no, I don't put, no Goldberg. <laughs> because they're salty money. I'm not putting it past that he doesn't do yeah. one or two of those kind of matches if he if his confidence is at all. Like what Vince needs to do right now. Vince needs. Austin walked through the curtain about what uh, I guess two hours ago. Vince needed to grab him then when he's high on adrenaline and drunk on his new beer and say, "Can we get you booked right now for Saudi?" Johnny Ace did that to Lita. Lita admitted that. Johnny Ace grabbed Lita when she came through Rumble and said, "So you want to fight Becky? Okay, <laughs> look, we got you booked for Saudi." And Lita even <laughs> said she was high on like you know the adrenaline. Yeah. Said okay, yeah. and then. That's what they need to do to Austin. Get him to ink a deal before he gets sober and realizes what's happening. No, I want Austin to love this so much that he starts showing up, hanging out in the locker room. And I want vignettes where he's like, before I was like, you're all playing video games. And he's like frustrated by the controller and trying to adjust to life as a current uh, WWE superstar. I think Austin, that's what we really Austin's need. acting like that indie worker who just keeps showing up. It's hoping like, yeah, I, you know, I got my gear here. You guys need yeah. me. <laughs> uh, George Devine, $2 saying, do you think stone cold has another match i mean yeah that's the question that is going to be one of the biggest questions we come out of this weekend with yeah he um, looks so good today that it, i'm so 50 15 like let him go out this way because he looks so good but at the same time it's like well he looked really good can he you know wrestle somebody else there's like a couple of guys that we know will take great care of him in the ring here's so, one Issa, here's one <laughs> so like yeah i could see why no brock i could see why no goldberg because goldberg can be deemed reckless but if you're looking for somebody who would take care of him, who would draw Saudi money, Taker just ended a speech saying, never say never. You know those two would trust each other. They just trust saying. each other, but how's that match going to go, man? I mean, oh, take the, noise, 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 punch, 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 kick, 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 Luthes, press. I mean, it'll be the same thing as tonight, except not even as much hardcore. You don't need tables. You don't need nothing. It would be very, very basic, simple. It would. So now you got me. Now you got me thinking about Taker hanging out backstage, and every time somebody says I need an opponent, he just shows up and says never say never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marvin B wants to know Sasha should go to Raw and face Bianca by SummerSlam. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they got planned. Oh, uh, yeah, this is interesting. Brian Cyrus uh, saying Stone Cold versus John Cena. Yep. So, so Cena's agent was in Dallas or spotted in Dallas this weekend. Did I read that right? Yeah. Well, the, the the invisible man was in the battle oh, royal at DCW last night, so that was possibly John Cena. And what in the hell <laughs> were they doing having Mark Wahlberg introducing WrestleMania? Never complain. The Never complain about a Mark Wahlberg cameo. Come on, Glenn. Credibility. Credibility. That Mark Wahlberg credibility. <laughs> they've, they've they've done a couple others like that. Where Why are you mocking Mark Wahlberg? Marky Mark is perfect. Funky bunch. Feel the yes, Marky Mark. No, the <laughs> action, the action star Mark Wahlberg. I'm talking like the star of Ted and Ted Two, and uh, has oh, acted with John Cena and the only not John yeah. Cena, right? Is no, he, Daddy's Home. John Cena. Daddy's Home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, John Cena and the Rock, and then John yeah. Cena and uh, Trainwreck going. I look like Mark Wahlberg, who ate Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, Grant. Yenny saying Austin versus Suzuki. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, um, Austin versus Orton. Take my money. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I think KO was great today because KO as a fan and being able to work as much of that match as he did, KO made him look really good. In fact, it, it's, it's a shame that Roman was not able to do the same for Undertaker at that New Orleans match. 
Are you yeah. putting the blame on Roman? Are you putting No, the, I'm just saying that like fight? are you no, trying I'm, to fight? <laughs> I'm saying whatever KO did tonight needs to be studied by future opponents. Yeah, but whatever KO did tonight happened because a very in shaped, ready to go stone cold showed up. It takes two to make that happen, and, Glenn. And, it is true. That is true. Because Taker <laughs> Taker himself has taken blame for that that well, uh, yeah. And, and there's you know something like, to be said. Glenn, don't what? do this. I will, I will fight you. No, and but here, here's <laughs> Here's the apples to oranges. Taker, you know, on the on the back end of his great matches with Sean, with Triple H, were extensive work rate matches. Austin, for pretty much from like late '97 on, when he was at the height of his career, is his his meteoric rise. The bar was very low in terms of what you actually expected right. in a match. There was because he was already shot from his knees and his neck. You know, he you know his, his classics. You know, his classic with Brett at Mania 13 is the last like really heavy work rate, yeah. big time match. From that point on, it, again, it's punch, kick, struggle in the corner, Luthes press, beers, right. middle finger. So Austin has a much lower bar. Yeah, if he can do that and he commands the crowd by just saying, "In five seconds, you're gonna have seventy thousand people calling you an asshole," yeah. he has so much more easy triggers. Taker relies even on the a finishers. Lot. Like, look yeah. at what a stunner, what a stunner takes is completely mm-hmm. different. I'm yeah. expecting a, a older Taker to lift a two hundred something pounds Roman Reigns, turn him around. Like, yeah. it's, it's not the same. Taker he, relies on a lot more. Owens, it, it reminded me of Rock and Hogan, where you, when you're working with Hogan, you know you're not not to go beyond your physical limitations or having right. him go beyond his. You know, keep it simple. Use the crowd energy. Use you know, use all of that, and you have a fun match as opposed to trying to do, you know, uh, having Taker lifting Roman Reigns up because you know Roman Reigns is a bigger guy and Taker was older, so. Yeah, you know, this was a really smart match. It reminded me of Rock versus Hogan in that very way. Very good. Yeah. It was very, very good. Uh, so good night, one of Mania. Whole lot of wrestling going on this weekend. Oh my yeah. god, tell me about it. Yeah. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Have you gone to any of these panels at Access Issa that they've been advertising? Uh no, I haven't had time, but I did go to Access. I did um, went to the Superstore. I got some footage for our stories on Instagram, so you guys should follow Wrestling cool. Inc. on Instagram. Um, that was fun. I did hit up WrestleCon. That was a lot of fun. I got, I had like a 20-minute conversation with Bray Wyatt. You guys, it was incredible. I don't even really? know how that happened, but it happened. Yeah, I started talking to him about, about horror movies, and apparently we're both geeks because we talked forever. Um, but it's been it's been a fun weekend here in Dallas. A lot of a lot of wrestling companies are doing great. Like a lot of people are eating thanks to WWE being in Good. town, and that always makes me happy. Good. And at Access, did they have the free samples of Mountain Dew Kickstart? No, they have C- they had the C four energy drinks. Is what they're giving okay. out, Glenn. I thought about you as soon as somebody walked up to me. They were trying to give me drinks for free. I was like, man, I wish Glenn was here. <laughs> I saved so much money on drinks with those free samples in 2016. Uh, Surge saying nobody wants to open the show tomorrow after seeing uh, the opener, like Waller and Boogs. Oh, uh, yeah, on today's show. Boogs actually um, injured yeah. you guys yeah. because it looked really bad, but we didn't get any updates. And I haven't. Oh. I walked in and jumped in here, so I haven't checked Twitter for anything. Yeah, six six months. Torn quad. Yeah, it's it was yeah, it's a a quad torn quad. Yeah, you could tell you could tell right away. Yeah. Well, this has been fun, everyone. Um, I am not gonna be on tomorrow. I'll be back Tuesday with Issa and Alfred. We'll talk a little bit about stand and deliver, and uh, we'll talk about what national tragedy Joe Gacy can exploit next in a promo. <laughs> <laughs>
uh marvin b so drew can now focus on being beaten by roman i mean you know do do your own no drew should not be beating roman (laughs) yeah no being beaten by roman which is what will probably happen yeah thank you everyone for the super chat thank you tonight for the audience wrestlemania y'all turn out tonight this has been fantastic he's at justin labar he's at raj Geary underscore 303 she's at nyc demon diva that's diva with a one i'm at glenn rubenstein uh Check out my feed for my awesome uh, April 1st behind-the-scenes info on Stand and Deliver, and we'll get you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.